Expectations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. Now I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Exposing the Sorcery, Passing the Peak, and Operation Gridlock. That's right. We got a lot of different things going on. Bill Gates getting exposed left and right, as well as exposing the virus itself. We got a lot of different things just coming to the surface. As well as Michigan putting on for America saying they are done with the lockdowns. We got a lot of different things going down. Chinese, China's communist government admitting that it's censoring information. Uh, Bill Gates teaming up with Satanists and Madonna. We got the one world government global citizen thing happening. This is crazy. New York saying that they actually want hydroxychloroquine. They actually want to take care of their, their, their citizens. What a woody crazy concept. Yeah, this is an information-packed transmission, but before we go ahead and get started for you people, a few quick updates. You may have noticed it's been a very busy week for us. We did Instagram Live with you guys. We also did a show with Lori that you can all find in the description bar below. One of the two was censored. I'll let you guess which one that is. Obviously, we didn't take our coronavirus mental health break. We're still here fighting. And lastly, if you guys want to support this operation, think about becoming a Patreon-exclusive member. We have all kinds of different programs and tiers to get the message across. If you guys want to help us secure this message to get this information out there, think about joining today. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1013, season 10, episode 13. Boy, do we have a lot of different things to talk to you guys about, from domestic issues, the virus itself, uh, geopolitics, and more. But I, I, I kind of want to—I want to take the time to point out stuff to you guys real quick. You know, and, you know, I don't get up over here and toot my own horn. I try not to. I try to say I'm very grateful and humble to be here in this position. But I really don't think I've taken the time uh, to to really tell you guys about your importance. Real talk. And this is something we kind of touched on this week on the Instagram live. But I feel like it's something that. I really feel like should be underscored and underlined uh, because as I told you last week, you guys have kept me employed. We're a solutionary. We look for solutions. We try to proactively figure out what are conscious ways to fix this. You guys have kept us employed with this mentality. Uh, you know, and I talked about it briefly before how other pages and other operations and stuff out there. That's cool. They do. They do what they do. But this year, I've somehow turned you guys into the guests. I've turned you, the audience, into the crucial part about explaining the dimensions of what we're facing. I tell you guys all the time, you know, I'm just here to be a, create a platform, get this information out. But it's you guys that really do make it. Without you guys sharing the posts, sharing the episodes, sharing the videos, sharing the work, you know, I, it, it's just me over here talking into the cyberspace. 
But I think that's like a that's a really really underestimated way to explain what I'm trying to get across to you guys. Like when you see me making posts about uh, the hydrochloroquine, when you see me making posts about quinine, chloroquine, you know, uh, goji berries, the storable goods, uh, even New Leaf Naturals. We'll, we'll, we have something to announce about that later on. Uh, the Sheila Jit, all these different things. This is the show. This is the podcast. This is the network. This is the operation that you guys built. You know, if we were if we were over here focused on, say, I don't know, sports, right? Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, uh, Dwayne Wade, all these other people. If we were focused on sports, well, we would try to advertise to you like you know Nike Air Ones or you know Jordans or some or some fly kicks or the Yeezys or something. But the very same way that people studied LeBron James, uh, Kobe Bryant, and all these other people, we went and studied David Rockefeller, Jacob Rothschild, Bill Gates, George Soros. Uh, we looked at the works of people like Bill Cooper, Phil Schneider, and yes, even Alex Jones, David Icke, all kinds of people that have come before us to do this type of work. And so when I tell you that we have somehow created an operation to where they don't even got to tell us we're essential, we're still essential. When we've created something, and I say we, meaning you and me, when we've created something so dynamic that it's just, we're, we're, we're kind of all in awe, I think we should really be proud of that. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm really trying to give credit where credit's due. You see, without you guys and me showing up every single week, every single day, doing this type of work, getting it out there, we wouldn't be here. Like... One of the things I love to do whenever I'm off the air is compare factions of freedom to a weapon system. And I spoke briefly about this like a couple years ago, and I think it's important to talk about too, since I'm always going on about the evolution of warfare, right? Well, look at this weapon system we've created. We've got the turrets, right? The little mini guns, the, 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 the Instagram, the, uh, the Facebook and the Twitter daily shooting out rounds and, and content. Then we got the main, the main transmission, the flagship show, which is this huge cannon. So we shoot out weekly content. You know, then we got the Instagram lives that we do like every Tuesday. You know, look at this weapon system that we've created to make people aware of what's actually going on, to inspire people to get aware, to somehow make learning about what's happening in the world interesting, to give a crap. That's what we did here. Me, you, the audience, all of us, we created something that means something. And that's why you see us growing exponentially. That's why you see them actually having to put us on the discovery page, letting people follow us, removing the shadow ban, removing the censorship because you can't block what people want to know. They want to know the truths. And guess what? They went and found it, gang. They found it here. And they found it because it's what you guys wanted. They found it because it's what we did. And we're going to do more. <laughs> That's the even crazier part. We're going to do more. So, and this is just so funny, the timing of it all. You know, I'm talking about how right now we're experiencing our 30-day trial of communism and socialism, right? Well, before that, we were dealing with the free trial version of factions of freedom, the free trial version of freedom faction. And during this chaotic time frame, guess what? You see us trying to transform come out on top. And we've spoken about this at the start of the year and in other times beforehand too, how we are trying to build something as the world is crumbling. Like the phoenix rising from the ashes. 
And guess what, gang? We're rising. It really may not seem like it, but it's because we don't take the time to really look at how far we've come. We don't realize that it's the small minority, us, that ends up trailblazing to create a path for the masses to come to. Real talk. You have to understand how this works. And this is why I've been trying to tell you guys throughout the entirety of covering this whole thing that we have got to vehemently oppose everything these pieces, these pieces of garbage are trying to put to us because we have a choice. We have influence. We have power. But if we believe in the words of our adversaries that we don't have any, well, guess what? They've won. Guess what? They beat you without firing a single bullet. And so this is what we're up against. That's why I describe it like a weapon system and explain the evolution of warfare because look at how far we've come. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics with you guys. Um, I used to blow up on people when they would say, oh man, you know, your credibility is shaky when you post these things, when you post ads. Um, somebody was like, hey, why, do you, why, do you, why are you posting these, uh, these masks when you're covering the 5G angle? It really messes with your credibility uh, when you do this. And so a, a few years ago, whenever I did this and started doing this, I would have blown up on the guy. And I said, how dare you? You know, this is how we have to operate, blah, 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 blah. You know, sh you know, shut up. You don't understand what you're talking about. These days, I took the time to respond to homie and was like, hey, man, you know, uh, just because just because I'm out here basically in New Mexico, I've got fresh fresh air. I'm not in an apartment. I go out to the mountains all the time. Just because I'm exposing the virus and telling people that they may not need masks, that's okay because that, that fits for where I'm at. People in California, New York, and other areas that are heavily affected might need the masks. So while we might expose the virus in, our, in, our, in one sense, it might help other people to be proactive. So what I'm trying to say is while this may not benefit you, me, it may benefit somebody else. That's just the virus. Yes, we still need to look at the 5G. And I went on to explain that I definitely appreciate him and everybody else that worries about our, our, our credibility, our influence, and our image, and the management of the page. But this is the current. This is our. <laughs> this is our current configuration, gang. This is. There is no class that I can take. There is no course. School's been shut down. That's going to teach me to do these things. This is how we've evolved. This is how we've been forged through the fires of adversity. This is how we've come out on top. And so I think what I'm trying to say is, in a weird way, it's, it's just weird to be positioned here, to be operating still, uh, providing like a service to people, doing all these different types of things, not really caring who I'm influencing, but at the same time knowing I'm doing the right thing. Um, I'll say this and I'll for sure get into the, 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 the content with you guys. <clears throat> uh, earlier this week, we did Instagram Live, and the majority of the callers that we had were black, African-American. And you guys know me. I don't sit up over here and focus on racial stuff. But the fact that the majority of the callers we had were African-American, it really did kind of spark like a, oh, like a courage in me. A courage I hadn't felt since I was back in South Carolina with my family, right around my aunt's passing, whenever I had family members begin to subscribe to the podcast. Whenever I saw that the majority of our followers that called were African-American and I'm not downplaying anything racial. I don't know. Being like a random, being like a nerdy black kid in the nineties, looking at UFOs and stuff like that. You know, that's not cool. They were told, they told us to be 
rappers, hip hop artists, and we did that. Uh, get involved in drugs, crime, all this other nonsense. To 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 fast forward to where we're at now, to be an image for the community, the culture, and my people in this capacity, it's very very humbling. And I really want to cement that. Just the other week, my grandfather passed away, and I just think it's crazy that you know we're here in this capacity, both being a, a, a just being a force, man. And it's not really like I'm really trying to do anything. I'm just trying to get the work out there. And that's why I just, again, want to say it's so humbling uh, to be here before you good people today. Uh, and with that being said, let's start the show. So, as I told you before, it seems like the world is on fire. But is it, though? You know, earlier this week, uh, a infamous article came out from Now the End Begins. It talked about how Marina Abravomich... That's right, the spirit-cooking Satanist New Age witch teamed up with Microsoft to unveil their HoloLens 2. Now, the beautiful part about this is I did a show, two-hour transmission with Lori Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network, now known as the Global Watchman News. You guys can find that link in the description bar below. I did a two-hour show with Lori this week, and by the time we got done with that show, they had taken down the video. But they also took down the show that we did. It was blocked worldwide. After the video of Microsoft debuting the HoloLens with Marina Abravomich received 24,000 dislikes, it got taken down. So I won't play the clip for you guys. Right? I won't play the clip for you so we don't get flagged. But just keep that in mind when we come up with that because we will be touching on that. But before we do that, because this is more important and we got to start looking at stuff in the news uh, last week, Attorney General uh, William Barr said that he's very concerned about about Bill Gates's digital vaccine certificates. Says that the draconian lockdowns must end. This was said last week. Whenever we started seeing the 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 peak, so to speak, of all of this uh, pro vaccine talk, let's play let's play this clip for you guys, and then we'll continue on. Gates, the Gates Foundation are. Um in favor of developing digital certificates that would certify that individuals, American citizens, have an immunity to this virus and potentially other viruses going forward uh, to then facilitate travel and work and so forth. What are your thoughts from a civil libertarian point of view about these types of, uh, what some would say, tracking mechanisms that would be adopted going forward to reopen our broader economy. Yeah, I'm very concerned about uh, slippery slope in terms of uh, continuing encroachments on personal liberty. I, I, I do think during the emergency, uh, appropriate reasonable steps are, are, are fine. But a digital certificate to show who has recovered or been tested recently or when we have a vaccine who has of people who've received it. That's his answer, and on Reddit, ask me anything. They had a little forum. I'd be a little concerned about that, and the tracking of people and so forth, generally, especially going, going forward over a long period of time. Yeah. Gates, the Gates Foundation. Who gets access to that information? You know? So, yeah, I'd, I'd be generally concerned about, you know, the tracking of humans and whatnot. Who gets access to, in, to that information, right? And why won't? And, and this is just my question to you, the audience. Hey, why don't you just want Bill Gates's gift? 
He's just trying to give you a gift. He just wants to help you so bad. You know, Bill Gates just wants to come through with Anthony Fauci and Tedros Cabreas and say, hey, I just want to help you guys. You're sick. Let me shoot you up. (laughs) I just got to be a jerk because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we've even gotten to this point to where we have to let a computer scientist, not a global health expert, but a computer scientist dictate to us what what we need to do with our bodies. This is why for years you guys have heard us protest the concept of medical tyranny, promote the concept of medical freedom, expose what's going on with the vaccines, and so much more. This is why I've had a villainous hatred for Bill Gates for such an extended period of time, but I don't want to spend too much time on that, on, ju- on just that article. Keep that in mind. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I mentioned this beforehand. I think things have to get so dire. Everything kind of has to be put out there in order for it to be put away. And I feel like that's what we're going to see with some of this as well. Uh, if you want my truth, you know, if, if, you, if you want uh, my truth, we're asking, hey, why isn't Donald Trump promoting alternative cures and holistic approaches and stuff like that? Look at what happened with just, you know, hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Look at how that's a whole uh, a whole narrative now. So the idea of trying to create an alternative narrative politically, or at least in the mainstream sense, is dead. It's defunct. They want to chop it up. But that's why we have to keep pushing it out there. Now, uh, I just mentioned to you guys briefly, and like I said, I'll play the clip for you, uh, but I mentioned to you briefly that Marina Abravomich teamed up with Microsoft, that's right, Billy Old Gates over there, to create HoloLens, or to at least debut the HoloLens 2. Now, if you guys go listen to the episode I did with Lori, you can find it on BitChute, uh, on Brighteon as well. It's uploaded to our audio podcast feeds. But if you guys listen to that, you'll hear me break down techno sorcery. You'll hear me break down uh, witches, wizards, warlocks, occultists being given access to technology so that they can create the parameters for the for the worshiping of the image of the beast. Yeah, that's right. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it too much. People need to understand the forces that are at play. So if you really want to hear me get a, get esoteric, get a cult, and at the same time touch on transhumanism, uh, CERN even, demons and spirits, go listen to that episode because it is really, really powerful. But for the sake of time, what I will do is briefly read the description of this article it comes from Now the End Begins. It's by Jeffrey Greider. They put this up April 13th. It says Microsoft partners with performance artist Marina Abravomich, who is actually a new age witch who engages in spirit cooking and Satanism. It says, My, it says Microsoft partners with spirit cooking new age witch Marina Abravomich. This next part comes from Microsoft. It says that Marina Abravomich is likely the most acclaimed performance artist living today. Known for the risky performances that push the limitations of human endurances, it's difficult to overstate her importance within the art world and pop culture at large. Yeah, I made the comment that Marina Abravomich is our generation's Aleister Crowley. That's why you see her over there hobnobbing with celebrities, because they're all into it. They're all into the, into the Satanism. Continuing on, it says, So on Good Friday, Bill Gates' new Microsoft ad Dropped featuring prominent Satanist Marina Abravomich, who makes, quote, art out of blood, gore, and cannibalism. Spirit cooking. Uh, spirit cooking from the, from the 1970s through to the present, she has created dozens of incredibly impactful works that explore themes of courage, ego, 
endurance and spirituality. In 2010, her iconic work, The Artist is Present, was the biggest exhibition at New York City's MOMA ever. In the piece, she sat still for eight hours every day for nearly three months, sustaining eye contact with whomever sat across from her. Now, before I play this clip for you guys, just think about this, because I had this revelation as I was ranting just last night. That's right, I rant before the show. How does a ritual work? How does it all go down? If you guys go find this clip, they talk about wanting to put you in the room with Marina. They just want to get you in there with her so they can so 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 you can see her art. They want you to see Marina conduct the ritual, conduct the working. You guys remember, and I'm not going to pull this up for you guys because I don't want it there. But you guys remember, towards the end of last year, there was that uh, performance art of that drag queen that was pregnant, that took a knife to her pregnant womb, right? She did it as a performance piece. She was in a bar. She was singing like a Kesha song or something like that, right? And then she stabs her, her, her belly, blood and gore and guts and stuff all coming out. She rips inside of her belly and pulls out that baby. I'm not going to play the clip for you guys, but that's already graphic enough. You get that? That's performance art. Now, Marina Abravamich doing the very same thing using technology. They just want to get you in the room with them. They just want to be able to convey that spiritual working through a technological lens. Yeah. And we're aware of programming, MKUltra, mind control, and things like this. But what about techno sorcery? So yeah, if you guys want to hear me talk more about that, definitely go uh, go go read the article. Go read the article. Go watch the episode, and really understand why I took the time to freak out about it. Uh, but in a twist of good news, and I already mentioned this, but Bill Gates actually pulled the disgraced ad featuring the creepy spirit cooking witch Marina Abramovich. That's because people actually were aware of it. They knew. And right here, uh, you have uh, what looks to be like Lady Gaga eating with Marita Abravamich next to a body, a cake that's shaped like a body, like a blood scene. And like I said before, here's uh, Jay-Z with Marina, and they're letting their third eyes kisses, their foreheads kiss. Uh, and, oh, here you go. Here's the infamous picture of Marina Abravamich next to uh, Jacob Rothschild over a picture of Lucifer summoning his legion of demons. So that should let you know everything you need to know. You guys can find all that information on our page, and I'll put some of that in the description bar below. But what you have to understand is these are those occult, those, those, technic, those occult technocrats I keep talking about, right? Those satanic scientists with the IQs of over 200 who realize that they have to use technology to be the medium to get the message out. So we'll talk more about this. I mean, I, I, I mean, again, think about it. I've been talking to you guys about how Bill Gates is trying to sell you windows, and then wham, blam, out of nowhere, Marina Avramovich steps onto the scene. So I, I, I just think that's crazy how all of this type of stuff works out, and how truly there is another force at work here, 
and why we have to expose it vehemently. And as I said before, tell you guys, stay vigilant because our adversary roams about like a lion seeking whom they may devour. Continuing on with the same theme of exposing the sorcery, the techno sorcery, the satanic scientists, and more right here. Satanist Madonna announces that she is joining the Gates Foundation, their COVID-19 therapeutics accelerator program, to vaccinate every human being on Earth. This is put up April 14th. By now, the end begins. It says, come to think of it, maybe Bill Gates really is building the mark of the beast. He certainly has assembled an impressive supporting cast like Satanists Madonna. Remember just last year, she said that I think Jesus would be down for abortion. Yeah, I, th I think Jesus would, you know, support people that got abortions. Continuing on here, it says, isn't it ironic that Bill Gates, the man whose father ran Planned Parenthood and, and was taught from childhood about population control through abortion, now desperately wants you to believe that he is interested in saving human life? Don't make me laugh. But what he does want to do is control the health care of every person on the planet. That's for sure. No better way to control the masses than to control their health. Now comes the announcement that Bill Gates is teaming up with the end-time Satanist Madonna, pushing something called the COVID-19 Therapeutics Accelerator. <laughs> From Madonna's website on April 3rd, she said, quote, I'm joining the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation effort to find a drug that will prevent or treat COVID-19. We need this to protect our health workers, the most vulnerable, and our and all of our friends and families. I'm talking about this. I'm so impressed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the COVID-19 Therapeutics Accelerator Accelerator's efforts to find new or existing drugs that could effectively present or treat the disease. Harnessing the strength and knowledge of the research community, the Accelerator's official scientific progress will inform how much or how we will end this pandemic and prevent future impact from the virus. I send enormous gratitude and strength to the courageous first responders, medical professionals, and scientists who are protecting our communities from those suffering and are most vulnerable. Why are we even listening to celebrities? Like, they're so they are so irrelevant right now. They really are irrelevant right now. You see, and so you've got people saying, "Oh, is Mon is Madonna arrested? You know, did Oprah get arrested? All these different things." I hear you, but why are we listening to these these celebrities? We understand that they're puppets. We understand that they're they're put here to. Lull the population to sleep. Give them a false sense of security. I mean, I think sometime this week, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert and all the other globalist puppets are having their one world, their, 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 their one world stay together or stay at home benefit concert, their global citizen concert. And now you have what? You got, <laughs> you got Madonna teaming up with Bill Gates. Just the other day, I saw Cardi B over there <laughs> talking with Bernie Sanders. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's like, how are these people our so-called leaders? <laughs> it's a joke. It is a joke. It truly is this very, very sick joke. Uh, but what I do appreciate is the fact that we had an article relatively go viral this week. With over 16,000 likes, thousands of different shares, good Lord, 
uh, this article actually went viral, and I think it's, it, it, it sends the shot across the bow that people want to hear right here. Bill Gates' Instagram page was flooded with people calling for his arrest for crimes against humanity. This is by Baxter Dimitri. They put this up April 13th. It's over there at News Punch. And it basically talks about just that, how people were, are so aware of the tyrant known as Bill Gates, his vaccine agenda, Event 201, his fingerprints being all over the coronavirus, that they flooded his page. They said, Billy Gates, if you don't get your old creepy nerdy self up out of here, we're going to put you in the guillotines. <laughs> you know, even, even Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has asked the question of why or when did, when did Bill Gates become, you know, the next presidential candidate? You know, and this is how it happens. And we'll get into this in the next segment as well. Bill Gates' involvement with the NIH, the CDC, the WHO, all of these different organizations. The man contributes more to the World Health Organization than the entire country of the UK. That's right. It goes, it goes United States, uh, Bill and Belinda Gates, UK. There you go. But Bill Gates' Instagram page was flooded with, people, with, with, with comments for people calling for his arrest for crimes against humanity because people know what this man is pushing is raw. And then for this man to think, okay, well, maybe I'll push out the HoloLens. You kids want technology like some creepy old pervert. You see, the idea behind that, and I'll say this and get to the article, the idea behind that is these people are testing us. But once they get that goggle on you, once they get, once they get those HoloLens, right, once they can put you in that virtual reality that they want to create, then they can reprogram you. You've already seen people given over to the social social hysteria, right? Heaven to heaven forbid that they get these Microsoft goggles on these people and then they shut down uh, any ability for them to think, hear, or feel anything else. They want to be able to control you. They want to be able to reprogram you. And this is so delightful to see people fight back. Uh, but let me get into this article. It says, Bill Gates' plan to save the world by rolling out a mandatory vaccination for the coronavirus and suggesting that nobody will be allowed to resume normal life without a digital certificate to prove they have been vaccinated is proving extremely unpopular with the Internet users. It says Instagrammers are hitting back against Bill Gates, pushing, uh, punishing his posts with thousands upon thousands of angry messages telling him to stop experimenting with the health of, quote, lesser humans or expect to be charged with crimes against humanity. Quote, money doesn't give you the doesn't give you any rights against the people. You need to be charged for crimes against humanity. Quote, I look forward to watching your trial, said another user in a comment that picked up hundreds and hundreds of likes. Many users also commented on the fact that Bill Gates has been deleting the torrent of critical comments from his page. Good luck deleting Billy Boy, deleting these comments, Billy Boy. They will keep on coming and coming and coming. Kind of like those computer, computer viruses you loved so much. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy has also slammed the Microsoft founder over his plans for, quote, dictatorial control over global health policy and his, quote, messianic conviction that he is ordained to save the world with technology. Quote, vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthropic, Jesus Christ, vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthropy Jeez, that fed his many vaccine-related businesses, including Microsoft's ambition to control a global vaccine, vaccine identification enterprise and give him dictatorial power 
over global health policy, the spear tip of corporate neo-imperialism. Kennedy Jr. wrote, quote, Gates' obsession with vaccines seems fueled by a messianic conviction, conviction uh, that he is ordained to save the world with technology and a godlike willingness to experiment with the lives of lesser humans. Because he is. And that's why we are here. That's why we do what we do is to expose people like that. We've been here doing this for years. And we will be here even after. So what I'm going to do real quick to, to close out this segment, to put, this, uh, put a nice little bow on this, is mention this. There's a petition going for no mandatory vaccinations right now. I think it's at 33,000. I am comfortable and happy in saying that because we posted this, that thing has almost gained 10,000 signatures. 10,000 signatures. I think like when we put it up, it was like around, it was like around like 20, hovering around 20,000. And it's now at 33,000. So I want to say right on to this amazing audience, this activist audience, and how we're able to get the message out there. You can stop ID 2020 right now. There's 30. 3,000 signatures, we need 300,000. I know we may or may not meet, meet that, but the idea is that we get this stuff out there. There is a, there is a petition at whitehouse.org or whitehouse.gov. Stop ID 2020, investigate Bill Gates, his assets, stocks, and companies. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you guys can sign it. But this is what I want to tell you guys as I close out this segment, talking to you about Bill Gates, talk to you about vaccines, talk to you about the power of the people and so much more that's going to become apparently or that's going to become apparent later on in the show. But think about this. This post itself only has uh, 6,000 likes. The last one had 16,000 likes. But think about how we were able to spread that message, spread this petition, change the narrative. This is why USA Today wrote an article about us wrote an article about what we're doing. Go ahead and get that up for you guys, the post that we made, because they want to say that we're not, they want to try to fact check us. This is why they do what they do, because we're on their ass. We do the work. We do the research. We come up with solutions. We put them out there to the people. If the people want them, they'll take it. If not, we'll understand. But we're not going to sit by idly and watch our freedoms and watch the way of life that we know be destroyed. Trying to get up this, uh, this this quick post for you guys so we can have it here on record. This is why they, they do these types of things to discredit us. This is why they do these types of things to besmirch our name, belittle our work, and just put us down. But that's okay because all that does is invigorate us. USA Today, writing an article on us, tells us that we're, we're, we are able to influence the narrative. Amassing over 10,000 signatures on, in a single day, that lets me know we're able to affect change. That lets me know we're saving people's lives whether or not we think about it. Fact check me, you freaking, you propaganda artists. That lets me know that what we're doing, gang, regardless of whatever you're seeing from the throttling of the numbers, the censoring of the content, the deletion of everything that we're doing, that lets me know that, hey, we're, we're working. It's working. Don't we, we, we may not see it. That's how this all works. Your adversary will never give you rewards, never give you success, never give you acknowledgement. You've got to see it on your own. You've got to see how far we've all collectively come in order to see what's required of us to get to where we need to go. 
And that's why I'm telling you guys, it's not, it's not business as usual. <laughs> we can do this. But the thing is, is we've got to talk about what we're doing. We've got to get a little bit more organized, a little bit more focused. We've got to be consistent and determined and driven. These people have a plan from Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Codex Alimentarius, Rex 84. These people have a plan. We're dealing with a scientific dictatorship, technocratic occultists, scient uh, satanic scientists. We're dealing with very, very smart and sophisticated people. But there's a few of them, a handful of them. And there's an army of us, a faction of us, a legion of us, not Lucifer's legion, not the anonymous legion, the silent majority, the ones that can do these things. And so when I tell you that there's a, 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 a small core group of people who are able to influence things on such a massive scale, that's why we fight. That's why we do these things. That's why you're here, because every, every day that we've been giving is a blessing, and that's why we got to fight. But here's what we got to do, gang. We got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, nearing the peak or passing the peak, right? They say that we're finally getting over the peak, finally getting over that hump, finally getting over that initial destabilization that the virus has caused. And while the virus itself might, might, might not be as lethal, we're not sure. We're learning more about it every single day. The social impacts of it are... Uh, we're going to be talking about the U.S. giving $3.7 million to Wuhan Lab at the center of the coronavirus challenge. The, CB, the CDC chief, Robert Redfield, saying that we are nearing the peak right now, as well as 80% of Americans saying that they're going to wait to resume normal activities after the COVID-19 restrictions uh, are lifted. Yeah, we'll see about that. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back, right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze we travel its hidden paths, 
lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, will you remember? It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Welcome back. Howdy do. <laughs> I got to laugh um, because life is crazy, man. You know, life is really crazy. I have a, uh, I told you guys that from family to new listeners uh, to old coworkers to people around my town to people in foreign countries, man. Uh, to old friends, to we, we we have a we have a very large listenership is what I'm trying to explain to you guys. Whether you are a Christian, whether you are military, active duty, or veteran, whether you're law enforcement, whether you're a trucker, whether uh, you know whether whether you're an activist, whether you're a researcher, whether or not you're a mom, <laughs> you know whether or not you're 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 a dad trying to figure out what's going on, whether or not you're an MMA fighter, a fitness person, you guys understand like like how. What I'm trying to do to you, I'm trying to tell you that you are a part of something very special. And it really may not seem like it because I kind of, I don't know how to do the, the the fanfare or the the showcasing and the display of like what we've done. But you're part of that. You're doing stuff. You're helping. So when I get up over here and I tell you guys, hey, I need your help from uh, what you call it, from joining our exclusive membership program to purchasing the products, to spreading the word, to calling in and praying for me, to just straight up praying for me, <laughs> to 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 just 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 giving me your energy and your love, like it's a very real thing. And I think with where we're at these days, I think people understanding why you need a human operating every, some things is necessary. Like what I'm trying to say is people really have been so beaten down and belittled because of society that they don't understand their worth. And if you guys check 
the four-part, eight-hour series that we did with Adam Nix and J.C. Abbott last year, you'll hear, you'll hear me talk about it too, my own self-worth. But in times like this, with as much nonsense as we're facing, I thoroughly believe that we're, we're, we're putting out some of our best work. I'm always talking about trials, adversity, you know, being forged in the flames. <laughs> That's what this is. You get me? That's what this is. We can go back to talking about the esoterica, you know, the, the political or the paranormal, the spiritual, you know, the DMT, the mushrooms, the aliens, the ayahuasca. We can go back to talking about that once we get past this. But I think because of what's going on right now, we're all putting out our best work. And I have, I'm, I'm, I'm like in a position, and I was trying to tell you guys about this in the previous segment, but I'm in a position where we're able to affect the narrative. Yes, there are still lockdown things happening. There's a lot of information coming out for sure. But I specifically crafted this episode to talk about some of the good things, the resistance that I'm seeing to this. I didn't take that, that mental health break clearly this week because I didn't get frustrated. I actually got invigorated. I got fired up because I saw what was going on over there in Michigan. And I see that, that narrative getting out there. I see people waking up, and that's, that's inspirational. It's courageous. It's infectious. That's what we should be picking on, picking up on. But I ramble. I digress. Uh, let me fly through some of the topics, and then we'll get into this. Basically, we're going to be talking about some of the more political aspects with this virus, the involvement, the creation of it, who's got their fingers in what, we are, we've already talked about Dr. Charles Lieber, the scientist or the biologist from Harvard that actually got caught uh, smuggling biological materials. And then subsequently, his students got caught. We've talked about FBI reports of people trying to smuggle uh, other viruses on the planes. This whole thing is super shady. And I said this this week. I think this is a live exercise that got... They, they, they kind of got exposed, and now they kind of have to dial it back. And so we're getting information that, yes, the actual virus did come from Wuhan, but that it was sold to them, transferred to them, uh, underneath the Obama administration back in 2015. And so it's kind of like, a, hey, you're just as, the blame, just as much to blame with this as me. And so that's kind of crazy. So we're seeing a lot of things happen on the geopolitical and the world scale and so we're, I'm just curious how that's going to trickle down uh, nationwide. So as people begin to gradually understand that Dr. Anthony Fauci is a puppet of Bill Gates and that whenever Donald Trump is removing the funding from the World Health Organization, that that's a direct threat to Bill Gates and the like, you're going to have people like the CDC chief, the director, Robert Redfield, come out and say, oh, would you look at that? We're going to get past this. <laughs> we're going to get past this, this crisis a lot sooner. It's like as soon as Trump took the money from them saying, hey, look, you guys are putting out propaganda, scaring the hell out of people. They're like, oh, whoa, would you look at that? Uh, <laughs> the virus isn't that deadly and we can actually, you know, it's not that bad. I just find that so hilarious. So let's start getting into uh, some of the information that came out this week that really, really paints not necessarily a disturbing picture, but an alarming one at best. Uh, <laughs> I think this sums it up perfectly, but it talks about how China is actively censoring coronavirus information. You, they've, they've, they've 
tried to say, oh, the virus came from us. We've been seeing a lot of misinformation, uh, troll armies basically being deployed on there. We put up an article just the other day about Facebook having bots to, to, to manipulate human reality. It's very, very crazy. Uh, but let me read this article right here, and then we'll continue on. It comes from uh, Signs of the Time. Or it comes from The Blaze. We put this up April 13th. It's by Chris Inlow. It says, China's communist government is actively censoring coronavirus info and scrubbed academic research. It says, as the coronavirus pandemic continues to wreak havoc across the globe, China's communist government is still actively censoring information about the novel virus. Two leading universities in China that published academic research on COVID-19 had the information forcibly scrubbed from their websites. Yet another indication that the Chinese Communist Party is determined to hide what they know about the virus from the, inten- from the international community. The universities, Fudan University in Shanghai and the or Fudan University in Shanghai and the Chinese University of Geosciences in Wuhan had recently published research data about the virus, The Guardian reported. Now, those websites only show a message from the CCP about a stricter government vetting process for the publication of academic research related to the COVID-19 virus. The messages say that only research approved by the Chinese military of science and technology can be published. A source told The Guardian that new government controls apply to only COVID-19 research. Professor Steve Sang, director of the SOAS China Institute in London and The Guardian, or told the Guardian that the developmental prop or the development proves the Chinese government's main COVID nineteen concern is controlling the narrative and managing its international perception. Quote In terms of priority, controlling the narrative is more important than the public health or the economic fallout, Sang said. Quote It doesn't mean the economy and the public health aren't important, but the narrative is paramount. Kevin Carrico, a Chinese affairs expert at the Australian based university Monash University, agreed with Sang. Quote, they are seeking to transform it from a massive disaster to one where the government did everything right and gave the rest of the world time to prepare. Carrico told The Guardian, quote, their desire, is to de- their desire to a degree is to deny realities that are staring us in the face, that this is a massive pandemic that originated in a place that the Chinese government really should have cleaned up after SARS. Yeah, that's right. This straight came from China, bro. It came from China, and this article popped up this week, and I didn't get it. I didn't get around to uh, posting it, but three point seven million dollar grant was given to 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 Wuhan. Actually, I did get around to posting it. I'll pull it up here for you guys. I'm ahead of myself, as always. This came from Wuhan. I don't know why we're talking about anything differently. I played the clips for you, Senator Tom Cotton, talking about how the virus went into that Wuhan wet food market before it came out. You have people trying to change their narrative. Celebrities, again, talking about how, oh, maybe this virus is a response for how we treat Mother Earth. You know, you got the Chinese over here saying the Americans made it. Listen. Listen, this came out of China. That's why I think that's why this is such like a such a debacle is because it's like, who do you blame America for developing it or China for releasing it? You see, here, let me let me continue on. Put out more information before I get started again. Let me read this article. It comes from Tim Brown over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up April 13th. It says, bombshell, the U.S. gave $3.7 million grant to Wuhan Lab at the center of the coronavirus. 
He says, this is exactly why it is important that representatives and the president follow the Constitution to the letter because it does not allow unconstitutional grants at all. There is no power given to Congress to write law about it and no authority given to the president to sign law that allows these grants. Yet we're discovering that the U.S. government unconstitutionally provided a $3.7 million grant to the Wuhan lab in China that many are pointing to as the source of the current virus scamdemic. <laughs> I love that we're all coming up with like names from like panic demic to the plan demic to the scam demic to COVID-1984. I'm glad we all have like our own lexicon and verbiage to like communicate this because it is, it is continuing on. It says the daily mail reports, the Chinese laboratory at the center of the scrutiny over a potential coronavirus leak has been using government U.S. government money to carry out research on bats from the caves, which scientists believe are the or, or the original source of the deadly outbreak. The Wuhan Institute of Virology undertook coronavirus experiments on mammals captured more than 1,000 miles away in Yunnan, which were funded by a $3.7 million grant from the United States government. Sequencing of the coronavirus of the COVID-19 genome has traced it back to bats found in the Yunnan caves, but it was first thought to have transferred from humans at the animal market in Wuhan. The revelation that Wuhan Institute was experimenting on bats from the area already known to be the source of the COVID-19 and doing so with American money has sparked further fears that the lab and not the market is the original out, is, is the original outbreak source. Lawmakers and pressure groups were quick to hit out at U.S. funding being provided for the dangerous and cruel animal experiments at the Wuhan Institute, and rightly so. But it's more than that. You can bet that whatever vaccines are being prepared with not only have some of the dangerous things such as mercury in them, as well as murdered baby tissue. Uh, a, germ, a, 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 a Catholic priest actually came out this week saying that if the coronavirus vaccine contains any aborted fetal tissue, they won't take it. So they already know that, that, that that's in there. You see, continuing on, uh, it says you can bet that whatever vaccines are being prepared with not only have some of the dangerous things such as mercury in them, as well as a as, as well as murdered baby tissue, but they will more than likely have bat NRA in them as well. And ultimately, I believe this is why governments around the world are trying to keep their lockdowns in place as long as they can make people desperate for those vaccines. Yeah, see, that's the idea. The virus came from Wuhan. The virus came from Wuhan. The virus came from Wuhan. There really is nothing else to say. The virus came from Wuhan. And we've been, we've been reporting on it for too long. Again, why are they trying to cover this up? Why have they been put, trying to politicize this? This is an article that came out just last week, too. It leads more, cre more credence to what's going on. The planned demic aspect of it, Event 201 and so forth, right here. It comes from DC Clothesline, April 10th. Intelligence officials were secretly warning of the coronavirus as far back as November. So the event to a one happens, Wuhan turns on 5G in October, November comes through, they're just like, oh, you guys should watch out for this. They're like, nah, you're good, it won't reach here. You know, big pond and the like, <laughs> that big old thing called the ocean, you know, it won't get us. And then people hop on planes. <laughs> Let me read this and then uh, we'll, we'll continue on. But I hope you guys are beginning to get the picture. You see, I hope you're getting it. Like I said, we put this up last week, and you won't hear any of this being talked about. So when you hear people say, oh, did this happen naturally? No, it didn't. This is planned. 
And I feel like the problem is, 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 is we, we sit up over here and we get too caught up in the devil in the details rather than understanding what's happening. You've got, we've got to understand the nature of our enemy. We really do. This is China. They've already killed like mil- Like when they tell you that communism has killed more people than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao. Look at just look at look at just what this lockdown in a couple of weeks has done. Can you imagine what five years would be like underneath a, 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 a system like this? Ten years or so, how many deaths will occur? Think about the nature of our enemy of communism. They already have they have hardly. They purposely had population control instituted, one-child policy, nothing but men ready for military age. They're all fighting. They're all training. They're all sexually frustrated. There's very few, very few females. You know, their 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 work conditions are horrible. They 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 don't really like really think about this. Why would they not deploy a bioweapons attack on us that does what? That debilitates specifically men, or primarily men. Yes, it affects females as well, but you get what I'm saying. It affects your lungs. Then you have 40% 40% functionality. If you survive it, boom, it comes back for your hearts. You survive that, guess what? It's coming from your for your reproductive organs. So because people aren't well informed of the lethality of this virus, right? We're learning more about it every single day. They want to go ahead and say, oh, well, this is natural. Well, I, I know it would be easier to say that, but you're missing the point. This was a deliberate attack. And I feel like what's happening right now, and I'll speak on this when we get to the film, the hospitals, how they just made all these random hospitals and nothing happened. We got attacked and we're trying to figure out what's going on. So while we deal with our injured, we're having this discussion of where to go from here. Let me read this article and then we'll continue on. It says, as the world continues to reel from the effects of the coronavirus, it's worth noting that China where the outbreak started has been dogged by controversy, especially from its initial response. When reports of a mysterious viral pneumonia first appeared in Wuhan in December, the Chinese government played down the severity of the outbreak and quashed any dissension before finally admitting, acknowledging it in January. <laughs> However, U.S. intelligence officials were already warning of an outbreak sweeping through the Erst, through the erstwhile epicenter as far back as late November last year, according to NBC, ABC News. According to two officials familiar with the document's contents, concerns about what is now known to be the coronavirus pandemic were initially detailed in a November intelligence report by the National Center for Military Intelligence. The report was a, was the result of an analysis of wire and computer intercepts combined with satellite images. Analysts concluded it could be a cataclysmic event, stated one of the sources of the NCMI's report. The source also confirmed that the report was, quote, briefed multiple times to the Defense Intelligence Agency, the Joint Chief of Staff, and the White House. The Pentagon, however, issued a statement Wednesday denying that the product forward slash assessment existed. Widely available, but it took time to reach upper echelons. According to the sources, the NCMI report was made widely available to people authorized to access intelligence community alerts. Following its release, other intelligence community bulletins also began circulating through confidential channels across around Thanksgiving. These bulletins stated that China's leadership knew that the epidemic was out of control, even as crucial information was being kept from public health agencies and foreign governments. Yeah, this is a cover-up. This is a cover-up. There's really no other way to explain it. So I, I'm going to read this article, one more article to you guys, and then we're going to continue on. 
talking about passing the peak. Okay, They said that we passed the peak this week, so that's why you see the lockdowns being eased. That's why you see other things happening. But I'm going to read one more article, and then we are going to continue on. It encapsulates everything I'm trying to say. And at the same time, it kind of explains it like in another way too. Uh, this was a this this was a pandemic. This is being used for global governance, ushering the technocracy, ushering the surveillance states, and all this other stuff. But we've got to look at the geopolitical, like I said before, upper echelon movements that are taking place. You see, right here, new reports indicate the U.S. and China collaborated on the coronavirus research prior to the COVID nineteen outbreak so like i said before transferred over in 2015 underneath the obama administration updated basically via charles lieber throughout like the trump administration intentionally modified underneath the the trump administration and then they're saying accidentally released underneath xi jinping's administration his dictatorial reign so it's like a hey both of our hands are in this cookie jar What's going to happen next? Are you going to pull it out? Or am I going to pull it out? Are we going to get in trouble? Who knows? Uh, I think this is why just last week you had uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez talking about, or a couple weeks ago talking about a global tax to basically start fixing this problem that both USA and China created. But who knows? Uh, let's get into this article. We put this up April 13th. It's from Derek Bros over there at the Minds Unleashed. It says, despite months of constant news coverage telling the public that the source of the novel coronavirus was seafood markets located in Wuhan, China, Wuhan, China, mounting evidence indicates that the origin of the virus may be related to joint research funded by the United States and Chinese governments. New records viewed by the mail, by the mail on Sunday, uh, studies examining the outbreak of the virus and questions posed by an increasing amount of researchers are poking holes in the narrative put forth by the government and the media on Saturday mail on Sunday reported uh, that scientists with the Wuhan Institute of Virology experimented on bats as part of a project funded by the United States national Institute of health, the NIH. Uh, The mail reported that they have obtained documents detailing the relationship between the Wuhan Institute and the NIH, including the U S including the use of U.S. funding to carry out research on bats. The Wuhan Institute also worked with the University of Alabama, uh, the University of North Texas, Harvard University, and the, and the National Wildlife Federation. Now, before I continue on, I just want to read real quick, or just, just point out real quick, the NIH, another organization funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, working with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bill Gates, working with the Chacoms. So they have a vested interest, you see, a vested interest in keeping this thing going, a vested interest in keeping this under control. That's why they're rolling out Dr. Fauci like he's your savior because his fingerprints are all over this. You better fix this. Like It's a situation where, listen, we didn't cause this problem. You did. You need to get up over there and you need to fix it. Fauci and Bill Gates, all these people so corrupt, so evil trying to stick to an agenda they can't think outside the script that they've been played or playing oh okay well if i cause the problem my solution is to lock everything down give people vaccines and that's what i was saying beforehand things got to get so evil they got to make it seem like our only solution is what these people are pushing to us just so they come through 
with another alternative. But I'm not even believing their first solution or their plan B. Uh, let me continue on here. It says the documents reportedly detail how the U.S. government provided a $3.7 million grant for the Wuhan Institute to experiment on bats captured from the caves in Yunnan, more than 1,000 miles away from Wuhan. According to the Mail, scientists working with the funds from the U.S. NIH grew a strain of coronavirus in a lab and injected it into piglets. The report also states that after some piglets died, they were fed to the remaining piglets. So here, <laughs> we just got to stop. So they, 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 they harvested the virus from the bats, injected those pigs with the virus from the bat, animal-to-animal transmission, mutating shit. Then they take that dead pig that's got the coronavirus bat mutation in it. Then they feed that to the other pig right there, animal-to-animal transmission. And then guess what? Who's to say that that pig that they didn't chop up and then skin up or sell goes into the food market and then gets sold? So, so this, this, is, this is what they were carrying on. Continuing on, it says the importance of the connection in the, to the caves in Yunnan uh, cannot be overstated. According to a genetic analysis of the novel coronavirus's genome, it is 96% identical to the home genome level, whole genome level to a bat coronavirus. The study, quote, a, a, a pneumonia outbreak associated with the coronavirus of probable bat origin also connected COVID-19 to a coronavirus originating from Yunnan. The study stated, quote, we then found that a short region of RNA-dependent RNA polymers from a bat coronavirus uh, which was previously detected in Rhinolophilus finis from Yunnan province. It showed high sequence, show high sequence identity to the 2019 COVID. Basically, they're talking about how they didn't do this. They're trying to act as if they didn't cause these things. But that's crazy to me, the fact that they're, they're like harvesting the virus from a bat and then injecting it into pigs and saying, hey, this is what's going on. That's why this is nuts. And what's even crazier, too, if you ask me, the vaccines that these people are trying to create as like a solution, they're not even using, they're not even doing animal testing. They're going straight into human testing. Straight into human testing. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts? Right here, scientists predict a second wave of COVID-19 because social distancing has prevented the herd immunity. So you have these people over here manipulating, monitoring, modifying, and transforming genes. They're not, they're, we're not being exposed to it. We don't create like an immunity. So while it's over there developing mutations, growing, doing all kinds of different things, we're afflicted by it. Or better yet, we're not being afflicted by it. So you've got to ask a question. Do you want immunity or do you want to try to do you want to try to boost your immune system, fight through it, or do you want to just go ahead and get exposed to it via vaccine? Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. This is by Aaron Walia. They put this up April 14th over there at Collective Evolution. It says, are we doing the right thing when it comes to the lockdown measures that have been put into place by multiple governments around the world? Is social distancing actually the right thing to do? When it comes to such matters, the right answer may not always be clear, but there's nothing wrong with sharing the opinions and research of the leading experts around the world that go against the grain. Dr. Dr. Newt 
M. Watowski, Ph.D., uh, SCD, head, head of the Department of Biostatistics, Epidemiology, and Research Design at Rockefeller University for 20 years. He recently put out a paper and gave an interview explaining the potential dangers of social distancing. According to the data he collected, despite the fact that the claim that China and South Korea have successfully controlled the epidemic with lockdown and social distancing seems rampant, seems to be rampant uh, in China, the epidemic peaked on February 1st to February 5th, but the schools were not closed and severe lockdown measures were put were not put in place until February 20th. That was two weeks later. In South Korea, according to the data collected by Wotowski, we have a similar pattern. In the interview attached, he goes on into much more detail, answers many questions, and touches upon multiple issues, and he also emphasizes that in the United States and in other countries, there will most likely be a second wave of this new coronavirus because social distancing and lockdown. If we had had herd immunity now, there couldn't be a second wave in the autumn. Uh, if we had herd immunity, we wouldn't have a second wave. However, if we had prevented herd immunity from developing, it is almost guaranteed that we will have a second wave as soon as we either stop the social distancing or the climate change with winter coming or something like that goes on to say that we recently that they recently published an article about this interview but it's a lot longer than a lot of people want to read and you can go do so there but I just want to point that out real quick we we said this watch out for a second wave in the winter time because of how the how the virus will mutate and people's immune systems being weaker you know not getting sunlight stuff like that being trapped indoors it would make more sense to do lockdown measures in the winter rather than right now Get out there, go get you some sun, go get you some nature. Don't do it during the wintertime, but uh, for sure. Are we going to have a second wave? I thoroughly believe that we will. The CDC uh, director, Robert Redfield, said that we're going to have a wave. Other people are saying that we're going to have a second wave as well. I think it'll be even more intense than the first one. But I just want to say this too, before we move on, before we, 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 we look a little bit more into this, uh, you have to understand that, I, that it's hubris to think that we can control a virus, that we can stop something that is natural like this, right? It's hubris, it's pride, it's arrogance. It's us thinking that it, it, it's, it's technocracy. It's belief in science, belief in numbers. That's what I'm saying. The science isn't settled. The same thing with climate change. Sometimes you have to let these things run their course, and on another level, because we're not talking about it being like a man-made virus, that changes the whole, the whole narrative right there. You see, we're not thinking. We're being lulled into a false sense of security right here. Uh, CDC Chief Robert Redfield says we are nearing the peak right now. Right now. This is uh, put together over there at... The Epoch Times by Jack Phillips. They put this up April 13th. says, Dr. Robert Redfield, the head of the, C of the CDC, said the United States is nearing its peak in the, C in the CCP virus outbreak, but stressed the country needs to reopen wisely. He said that the peak, or the apex, will arrive hopefully sometime this week, he said in a Monday morning interview. Quote, you'll know when you're at the peak when the next day is actually less than the day before in terms of cases. The United States is stabilizing at the moment in terms of the rate of the CCP cases being confirmed, uh, deaths and hospitalizations, the CDC director told Today.com. So we're nearing the peak. We're, ne we're nearing the peak. And I talked about this earlier, uh, just last week, 
The CDC director said that we'll see this outbreak continue to decline over the weeks ahead. We're nearing the peak. We're getting over this. We will see a second wave. Will the country shut down whenever that second wave comes by? Will we be more prepared? And you see, if you want my truth, I thoroughly think that that's why all of this whole thing is going down. It's a part of like exposing what's going on in our corrupt government, the agendas that they have in play, and how this is just a for-profit, big pharma, scientific dictatorship takeover and how it has to be exposed. I think that's why, you're, why, why all the army hospitals got put out there because we were going off of the numbers. We have a corrupt and, 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 and evil, wicked system right now. So they reacted to that. They reacted to the hoax. They reacted to what the communist Chinese did, that lockstep program. And so when Trump's put out funding, getting more control and more power back to here to the, to the people, well, we're not going to go along with everything, you see. Things are going to change. And so as we're nearing the peak, as we're coming around, you're going to see that narrative change. And I just want to put this here, too, just to mention this briefly, because it, 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 it still deserves attention, you know, with what's going on. We're nearing the peak. We're getting around the bend. As they say, we're flattening the curve right here. Professor Didier Raoult publishes results of a hydroxychloroquine treatment study on 1,061 patients. So in France, they're treating people with hydroxychloroquine. In Italy, they're, teaching, they're, 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 they're treating people with hydroxychloroquine. In Spain, they're treating people with hydroxychloroquine. Even here, they're treating people with hydroxychloroquine. But I think, what, it was like Michigan, Nevada, and another state that said, we're going to ban the usage and the sale of hydroxychloroquine because they don't want you to get well. They don't want you to get well. I'll read a little bit of this, and I'll, I'll go over to an article where uh, where New York County executives are saying that they want hydroxychloroquine treatments. We, we're seeing the studies. We know there's a, there's a solution. There's other things besides Bill Gates's vaccine. That's the narrative that needs to get put out there. Not waiting 18 months in your house to die, you know, for a vaccine that may or may not kill you even afterwards. No, 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 no. There are treatments. I've been make, I'll say this and I'll get into the other article. I'll say this and I'll get into this article and then we'll move on. But we've all had an aggressive amateurish crash course on immunology, biology, and virology. And if you guys tell me in the comments below or in a specific DM which, uh, <laughs> which class you chose, either immunology, biology, or virology, I'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about it because I feel like it's very appropriate. Uh, we all kind of got this information forced on us and we all took on different disciplines to break this down. And I'm very proud of what we did. So if you, if you tell me which class, which discipline you chose, I'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about it. Uh, but I'll read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. It says right here, professor Didier Raoult publishes results of a hydroxychloroquine treatment study on 1061 patients. This is put together by Aaron Walia over their collective evolution. They put this up April 14th. It says in a study performed at the IHU Mediterranean Infection Martial France, a cohort, a cohort of 161 COVID-19 patients were treated for three days with hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin combination. A follow-up of at least nine days with, was investigated 
and the study was found that no cardiac toxicity was observed. According to the abstract, which was recently released, quote, a good clinical outcome and virological cure was obtained in 97 973 out of 100 or out of 1061 patients within 10 days, 91.7%. A poor outcome was observed for 46%, 46 patients, which is 4.3%. Uh, 10% or 10 were transferred to intensive care units. Five patients died and 31 required 10 days of hospitalization and or more. Uh, the HCQAZ combination, hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin combination, when started immediately after diagnosis, is a safe and efficient treatment for COVID-19 with a mortality rate of 0.5% uh, in elderly patients. It avoids worsening and clears virus persistence and contagiousy in most cases. Also, the researchers made this table available. And if you guys go look at the post or the actual website, it'll break it down. And so you're seeing that there are actual cures. There are actual ways to treat it. We covered it just last week that the virus that some people are seeing in its current mutation, in its current form, resembles something like pneumonia. They're saying oxygen deprivation. So when they're giving them these ventilators, they're actually killing these people. This is what happens when you have top-down decision-making, where you're not allowing people to think for themselves. But because you're seeing other people go out there and not necessarily risk the lives of patients, but listen to research, Listen to, just, just, just think for themselves. Good Lord, you're, you're seeing progress take place right here. New York County executives want hydroxychloroquine treatment restrictions lifted. You got Governor Cuomo over here killing people because they're trying to make political stances. And I get it. Cool. I read, a, I read an article today about how this liberal person, and that was the title of it, said liberal, uh, liberal COVID-19 recovered patient. Uh, doesn't want to talk about basically how they got treated with hydroxychloroquine because they want they want to die because they don't want to make Trump right. And this is where we're at. This is legit where we're at. So while people are finding cures, doing the research, doing the work from IV uh, intravenous vitamin C treatment, hydroxychloroquine, from zinc, vitamin D3, uh, vitamin C, magnesium, all these different things, iodine and so much more, my Lord, there's solutions out there, but because people want to politicize this event, people's lives are dying. This is this is insane. So let me let me read a little bit of this, and then uh, we'll we'll continue on uh, with with more of like the insanity that's out there. Uh, we put this up April 14th. It's from Signs of the Time. It says New York County executives want access to the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine that Governor Andrew Cuomo conceded showed early, quote, effective responses in COVID-19 virus patients in current clinical trials, which he began allowing within the states two weeks ago. The Democratic governor told reporters at his daily briefing in Albany on Monday he would ask President Trump to raise the, tra- raise the federal supply of hydroxychloroquine to New York pharmacies. This would enable the state to lift current restriction on purchases of the drug, which Trump has touted as a potential antidote to the coronavirus, which has killed nearly 10,000 people and as much as a nation and has much of the nation on lockdown. Quote, there has been anecdotal evidence that this is promising, Cuomo said, while noting the lack of a formal study. New York County executives, according to Steve McLaughlin of Rennellesier County, have discussed that the issue with one another and wondered why Cuomo prohibited the treatments from being dispensed to different parts of the state. 
McLaughlin told the Washington Examiner, quote, I think most of us would say, why are our doctors and pharmacists being prevented by Cuomo from even prescribing it? Which right now, he put a block on that, and you can't even really get your hands on it. So I think most of us are saying, listen, in a life or death situation, if somebody's really sick, I think that you'd want to be able to do it without having to be in Cuomo's study. Cuomo's younger brother, CNN anchor, Chris Cuomo contracted the COVID-19 virus and talked to his brother about the disease, but never indicated to reporters that the CNN host was being treated with the anti-malarial drug. Quote, Governor, you're going to tell me that your brother got really sick and he didn't get hydroxychloroquine? McLaughlin asked, really? We're supposed to believe that? I doubt it. Because that's how it works. They'll, They'll go use it. They'll go use hydroxychloroquine on themselves for sure. But you, how dare you go find yourself a cure? How dare you think for yourself? But think about that. This, this, is, this is what I mean by the medical tyranny, to where people are literally dying because of the air quotes care that they're given. It's like they, it, you got to think about it. The top, down, the top down order was to give all these people suffering from this disease ventilators because they couldn't breathe and then that was it, it turned out that they was killing them they find out that hey th- you can get this virus out of your system you just need to do x y and z the governors go ahead and block x and y and say well you better hurry up and deal with z this is medical tyranny this is why people are rebelling that's why when trump tells you that hey look there's gonna be more deaths by shutting the country down than the actual virus look at the negligence that's taking place look at the suicides that are taking place Look at the violence that's already like out there. But this is us just trying to deal with, 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 with the actual virus itself. We're so polarized these days that we're literally not accepting help. We're so, in, we're so wrapped up in our own politics that we could, care le- uh, we could care less about the lives of ourselves, others, and more. This is a very, very dangerous place to be. And now on top of that, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so crazy on top of that right and I, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about China and so much more on top of that we're getting mixed and confused messages confusing messages from our governor confusing messages from our ma- uh, from, from mayors confusing messages from our president and now confusing messages from other governments and so when you have strange things like this this article that I'm, I pulled up for uh, for you talks about army the army's seattle field hospital was closed after three days and without seeing a single patient when you have strange things like this happening the hashtag film the hospitals movement people running all over the place trying to get uh uh, uh, uh trying to trying to get tested it, it really does it really sparks confusion panic insecurity doubt all this different stuff what i'm trying to say is i switch gears uh on you guys is we know there's a cure for the virus, but what about the social contagion aspect of it? The reason all these different hospitals were put up all over the place is because we thought there was going to be a bombshell. We thought there was going to be a devastating overflow of hospital beds, this, that, and the third. I told you guys that. We actually ran, like, what's funny, and I should have started this out, started the show out with this, 45 days or so ago, I told you that if we did not begin to take proactive steps in trying to contain the virus or contain the spread, slow the, slow the virus and understand like the details of this, we were going to have 
an epidemic on our hands. I told you guys, and I've been saying I've, I'm expecting all hospital beds to be filled by May 8th. Well, guess what? We're figuring out a cure. We're figuring out the virus. We're figuring out all these different things. And so all of those hospitals weren't necessary. All of those, all of those field hospitals weren't, weren't necessary. All those different actions that these people took, they're, they're not necessary. They weren't needed. And so we reacted to what China told us. We reacted to the numbers, the information that was going out there. Now, my next projection is that within 45 days, if we don't begin to reopen the country, you're going to see civil unrest and destabilization. And we'll get into that in the next segment, Operation Gridlock. But for now, you see, during the peak, we're, we're, we're showing what happens when we don't get proper information. We're showing what happens whenever we just react instead of plan. This is, this is why this is a problem, you see. But that's just my explanation. That's just my approach to it, you know. Could be a number of different things. It really could. But that's just my thought process on it, you know. And I want to say this to you since we're, since we're talking about kind of like the, the media manipulations that go on, you know, how, they, how they're trying to scare the heck out of you, the fear poor and the manipulation and things like this. I had uh, put this up just last week. There was an article that talks about uh, mass graves being put on Hart Island. We talked about it as well. Uh, mass graves being dug by prisoners over there at Rikers Island. And so this is kind of sometimes when I have to kick myself in the foot because it's like, well, think about it. Would you really want this many dead people sitting over here in the middle of town? They're trying to memorialize some of the people who died of what can only be assumed as COVID-19 uh, in Central Park. But over here on Hart Island is where they're putting a lot of the other people. Body bags. This, 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 this could be some of a... This could be where they were, where they were taking those eighteen wheelers full of those bodies, from from Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. You remember that? We played the clip for you of bodies being loaded into refrigerated trucks and eighteen wheelers. This could have been their actual destination, uh, and we're all seeing this all go down. That's why I say this is a live exercise. They're monitoring our our communications. They're monitoring our responses. They're they're monitoring our emotions. They're monitoring uh, how we get the information out there. We're being monitored. And this is, again, part of the media ma manipulations. I just want to play this clip because it's kind of crazy. You see uh, drone footage of basically prisoners just dumping dirt on top of these caskets, man. Just dumping bodies in there. And so this is going to be like a 9-11 a, a style moment where we're all going to say never forget, never again. So you see how the virus itself is not as lethal, but the social contagion now has to be dealt with. Yes, we're nearing the peak. Yes, we're getting over. Yes, we're flattening the curve. Yes, we're doing proactive things to stop it. But now you've got people panicked because they've seen images like this. We play for you too in Iran. Uh, there's been so many deaths out there that you can see the space. You can see the. Uh, uh, you can see it from space, the caskets and things, and apparently this is something that they've been doing for years. But now we have social media. Now you have people who are polarized, emotional, and scared. You see. And now, 
this is what leads up to the final thing that I'll be covering in this segment. And you got to think about what this does to people's psyche, seeing these types of things, uh, how we've covered it, the the media manipulations, you see. And now you got 80% of Americans that will wait to resume normal activities after the COVID-19 restrictions are lifted. You're not going to have people fighting for their freedoms. You're going to have people being given their freedoms. A Gallup poll, a Gallup poll done Tuesday. Think about that. 80% of people. And who knows? We might, we might all be being impatient right now. It might be good for us to just chill, but I also don't think it's good for us to get lax and kick back. I think it's because you have people like us, like me and us, doing this type of work, getting this information out there, exposing the virus, exposing the, the authoritarian movements. You have people trying to hurry up and get back out there so that they can't go down with, go, go on with what they're trying to do. But because we've got people manipulated by the government, manipulated by media, manipulated by big tech, uh, being encouraged to attend the one world government or the one world stay together global citizen event with Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert, Lady Gaga, because you have people getting into this, this, this mindset. That's the real thing we have to worry about. People making cute ass masks, you know, trying to really trying to get into it. The problem is, is those masks will get wet. Those masks will not be clean. They will not be sanitized. You, you will actually obviously do things worse because that's not, it's not N95 material. But hey, because you have people getting into this mindset, getting into this modality, it's the new cool thing. Of course people won't want to come out. They're being paid to stay in. That's why they're telling you. There's a bill that's been introduced right now saying, hey, we'll give you 2000 bucks a month during a pandemic. Well, how many people are going to want a pandemic? How many people are going to want to not go to work so they can get paid? You see how this works? The slave mentality that's being put out there and how the whole idea was to just terrify the hell out of you. You give over your fears, take that hush money, and everything will go back to normal. Did you get your Trump bucks? What'd you do with them? You see, that's why this is all so crazy. So yes, we're nearing the peak, but now we've got to start dealing with the social contagion aspect. Uh, but here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into Operation Gridlock. Uh, Mission Ganders, people over there in Michigan are getting lit, fighting for our freedoms, waking people up, trying to trying to not even ease the lockdowns, remove them entirely. Uh, we're going to be talking about a White House plan to reopen the economy. They leaked one, a one million signature petition to remove the World Health Organization's director general, uh, director general Tedros Cabreas, as well as Texas to implement a self, a safe and healthy strategy to ease the CCP virus lockdown. They want to reopen the economy. You have California pastors suing Governor Newsom and more. We're going to be talking about Operation Gridlock, protesting, all this other stuff that's going on because of the social contagion on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. 
we thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Whoa. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back. You know, 
I got to say this, and then I got to get into these topics because I'll just I'll just keep going, boy. You know, it's during times like these that you're testing. It sounds like these that we're 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 either going to grow or we're going to shrink. And guess what? We're growing because people always knew we were here. But times like this, it really has people seeking out the truth. And this is why week by week, yes, my stance may change, but I've tried to make sure that we keep our freedoms and our liberties intact throughout the entirety of this. We are not like most people. We are not like most pages. We are not like most op- most operations. And I think you really should commend yourself for that. And as people are freaking out, literally losing their minds, we have literally created an entire operation to help people find theirs and give them the skills and the tools that are necessary to get activated. So yes, we're worried, but we're not necessarily worried about the virus, are we? We're worried about everyone else. It's like when you're driving. You know you drive all right. But what about that crazy distracted person over there on their phone trying to take selfies looking cute and the like? You worry about them. Well, that's what this is like. I don't worry about our audience because I understand that they've been given the tools, the knowledge, the wherewithal, and all the resources necessary to prevail. From the storable goods to the immunity-boosting products that we found, water filtration units, even the CBD. We've given you the tools that are necessary. If you want to fail, that's on you. Or you might have your own thing. That's all right. I worry about everybody else. That's why I just keep describing it as the social contagion. We have been infected with authoritarianism. It's created a snitch culture. It's created a, 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 a weak virtue signaling, beta male cuckish mindset that I can't even put into real cool words. And I'm frustrated. Frustrated. Because this is where the cowardice is taking us. Not strength, not solidarity, not, compa- not compassion, not fearlessness, not courage, but fearful. Being fearful. And that's not something I can get behind. That's not that spirit that we were given. That's, that's not the way she blows. And that's not the way we're going to go. I'll tell you guys when we should listen. Hell, I actually might be obedient. But this is not that. This is a power grab. And what we're seeing has to be, as I said before, vehemently opposed. I wanted to come up with a kind of litigious, you know, like a judicial type of way. Like, hey, let's come up with a petition so civilians can talk about what they deem what they deem as essential and non-essential. And the more I begin to think about it, I can't help but think of how, of, of how that's me getting into, again, their mindset, lowering myself to their level. Any of this non-essential, essential talk crap, that's just creating a, a whole new class system. Any of that whole new nonsense is, 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 an, is an infringement upon our rights. There is no law that can give you freedom. You cannot uh, legalize morality. We've got to think about what these people are doing. So I'm sure people are saying, oh, you know, just stay inside. No, 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 no. The thing about tyrants is they don't give up power. The thing about our adversaries is you've got to understand they... they they use our openness and our compassion against us. I just worry about the blowback and about what this will do to the people. We truly are living in historic times. <laughs> it's crazy, right? We are living in historic times, and I am honored to be here amongst you. Now, let's get into some of the news. Some of the other things that are happening, we're going to be talking about Operation Gridlock. 
Michigan getting woke, getting yoked for freedom, talking about why it's important for us to fight for our rights. We talked about that last week, a Liberty Rebellion brewing in Idaho. And then just this week, you have Michiganders going ham against their governor. What will it be like next week? These lockdowns cannot persist. But just last week, you have an article from the Minds Unleashed. It's by John Vibes. It says 65,000 people have fled Wuhan hours after the coronavirus lockdown was lifted. They put this up April 9th. It says the Chinese city of Wuhan, where the novel coronavirus was first detected, has been on lockdown for two and a half months with no one able to enter or leave. With the, when the city finally reopened on Wednesday, many residents decided to flee the region instead of getting back to work or, or, or back to their social lives. The Associated Press reports that 65,000 people fled the city as soon as the lockdown ended. According to Bloomberg, people visiting Wuhan over the Lunar New Year vacation who found themselves stuck in the city as the outbreak, as the outbreak grew and Hubei province was locked down were finally able to leave. Among those leaving were tens of thousands of medical workers from across China who traveled to the province to help over the course of the lockdown. Thousands of travelers rushed to train stations and airports to escape the city where they experienced 11 weeks on lockdown. The roads leading outside of the country were also packed with an unusual amount of traffic. Precautions have been taken on flights as airlines start to fly people out of Wuhan for the first time since the city was locked down. According to Newsat News, a chief flight attendant said that the crews will wear goggles, masks, and gloves all throughout their flights. Before leaving the city, residents of Wuhan are being required to download a mandatory phone app that is being used to track whether or not they are healthy and if they have come into contact with the novel coronavirus. I thoroughly believe this is what will happen in America. If we do not get the vaccine shot, they will try to figure out surveillance ways of doing contact tracing. Didn't get a lot of fanfare this week, but Apple and Google decided to team up just to do this, just to figure out a way to do contact tracing. It's super trippy, super scary, super infringement on your privacy rights. And what happens if you come into contact with somebody that has the virus? Are you going to get 2319? Are you going to get quarantined? Continuing on, it says some Chinese cities have implemented their own security measures from residents traveling from Wuhan. For example, in Beijing, officials are requiring anyone who is entering the city from Wuhan to take two health screenings and submit to a 14-day quarantine at an approved site. Many other cities throughout the country have implemented similar protocols for travelers coming from Wuhan. The lockdown was likely a traumatizing experience for many of the city's residents who were trapped indoors at the hands of a technologically advanced police state. Yeah, that was last week. Last week, Wuhan got lifted. They got free, liberated. What about the people that were taken? Uh, But... I think that's going to happen here. I've had a few people message me talking about, hey, what are the house house prices like out here in New Mexico? Freedom, like, I'm thinking about relocating. And I don't want to sound like an asshole or a jerk and say, hey, you know, don't come out here. But I thoroughly think that's what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of people relocating either to the Midwest or out West to more free spaces because you're seeing what happens when you live in a city, uh, how your rights don't mean anything. You see, uh, but back to Operation Gridlock, I really want to make this, this point known as we're 
clapping for the people of China as they're finally being released from their authoritarian uh, pods. Basically, they're pod people now. God, I, I don't, God, there's 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 so many different things to jump on there. Um, but as we are seeing Wuhan have their lock lifted, I just want to say that they lied. They got caught, and we're going into offense. The virus itself may be fake, but the socioeconomic damage isn't. We're talking about expected destabilization and strategic failure. This is why they're talking about essential and not essential. And I've kind of made the thought process that with the socioeconomic reformation, they want to try to shut down what they think of as non-essential and then build up a new economy and a new system around everything that they deem as essential. Right here. This comes from Zero Hedge. They put this up April 14th. It says White House, plan, White House leaks draft plan to reopen the economy. It says as President Trump declared that he would leave the process of reopening the economy up to the states, the Washington Post was released a leaked report outlining a plan drafted by the CDC and the FDA that essentially, that's essentially a guide for local officials about how to go, how to go about reopening the economy. And in contrast to the guidelines released by the governors of California and Oregon, which seem to imply that the process of reopening the economy could take as long as the rest of the year, if not longer, the administration's plan offers a somewhat more realistic timetable. The plan has been seen and discussed by members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, but remember, this is only a piece of what is supposed to be a more comprehensive framework that each governor can adjust to their own liking. A federal official who spoke on the condition of the anonymity with Washington Post said the final plan will have eight parts. This document represents only two of them. The first part of the phased reopening would focus on schools, daycares, and places where, quote, children are cared for. The plan then lays out three phases, preparing the nation to reopen with a national communication campaign and community readiness assessment until May 1st. Then the effort through May 15th would involve ramping up manufacturing of testing kits and personal protective equipment and increasing emergency funding. Then, staged reopenings would begin, depending on local, local conditions. The plan does not give specific dates for reopenings, but specified, quote, not before May 1st. The first priority, according to the CDC response document, is to, quote, reopen community settings where children are cared for, including K-12, through schools, daycares, and locally attended summer camps to allow the workforce to return to work. Other community settings will follow the careful monitorings for increased transmission that exceeds the public health and our healthcare systems. The process of a managed reopening will take as much will take much longer than 30 days. In fact, the administration expects there will be quote some level of government involvement until a vaccine is finally developed. I just I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we get out of this without getting shot in the head or shot in the arm. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just trying to figure out how I get Billy Gates away from me and get any of these type of people from trying to forcibly inject sh- sh- stuff into me. You see. I don't have time for shenanigans and hysterics. Only got time for information. This next one comes from News Punch. They put this up April 15th. It says President Trump has defunded the corrupt World Health Organization, saying that they are covering up for China. That's right. They are. 
We played the, just last week. I talked about it. How the Japanese vice president was just like, "Hey, you guys better start rebranding yourself as a Chinese health organization with how you are covering up and covering for China." Let me get in this article. It says President Trump has halted funding of the corrupt World Health Organization, declaring that the agency has conspired with China to cover up the truth about the coronavirus. Quote, today I am instructing my administration to halt the funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to as to assesses uh, the organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Trump said at a White House briefing on Tuesday, adding that America has, quote, a duty to insist on full accountability from the globalist organization. RT.com reports arguing with the World Health Body, quote, failed to obtain, vet, and share information in a timely and transparent fashion. The president said the agency kept vital data under wraps in the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic for fear of offending authorities in Beijing. Quote, the WHO failed to investigate credible reports from sources in Wuhan that conflicted directly with the Chinese government officials' accounts. Trump first floated the idea of halting the, the WHO's funding last week, accusing the, accusing the organization of being China-centric and vowing to place a very powerful hold on funds while the administration assessed its, its response to the crisis. The U.S. is the WHO's top contributor, given between $400 million and $500 million each year, but the president said they are now there were now deep concerns that that money has gone to waste. The World Health Organization in Beijing maintained that their response to the pandemic has been appropriate and timely with both releasing timelines detailing their, their actions step by step beginning in late December. Uh, Chinese officials have also repeatedly denied accusations of a cover up insisting health authorities <laughs> worked with the international community from the very beginning to understand and contain the outbreak in Wuhan. <laughs> Addressing President Trump's previous threat to the World Health Organization's funding, Director General Tedros Cabreas urged him not to politicize the virus, warning that it would only result in more body bags. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it, it was not. None of this is really funny. This is sick. This is dark comedy. This is. This, it, it's. It's pretty messed up to think about it. Because they can say, oh, hey, we're the World Health Organization. You mess with us, we'll give you more body bags. We'll just add another zero on there. It will terrify your people. You see. And because of that language, there is now a petition with one million signatures demanding for the resignation of Director General Tedros Cabrasius. Yeah, that's right. Because he's saying stuff like that, people are calling for his resignation around the entire world. This is from Signs of the Times. They put this up April 14th. It says an online petition calling for both the resignation resignation of World Health Organization Director General Tedros Cabrasius and the inclusion of Taiwan in the globalist body was nearing 1 million signatures Sunday morning. The campaign began on, July, on January 31st when the petition called, or when the petition titled, quote, call for the resignation of Tedros Cabrasius, uh, World Health Organization Director General, appeared on change.org, citing Tedros's refusal on January 23rd to designate the Wuhan coronavirus as a global health emergency. The author said that, it was that this was partially to blame for the numbers of infected cases increasing more than tenfold from 800 to more than 1,000 in as little as five days. Yeah, if you look at it, 
everything Tedros said do, it just it, it backfired. It backfired. So yes, the virus is lethal. Yes, you know it requires like you know it, it, it requires attention. Maybe not this drastic, but everything Tedros Cabrasius did was just like mind blowing. And you got to think too. We didn't even we didn't really hear anything about this either. Uh, just last week, you had somebody from the health organization making like some of the craziest statements I have ever heard talking about taking people from their houses if they're infected, if they're possibly exposed. And we already see some of this happening. Uh, nurses, first responders, police, doctors, if you've got kids and stuff at home and you're potentially exposed to the coronavirus, they're out there sending out people to come kidnap your kids. That's medical tyranny to me. And this is all being done from, from the World Health Organization. We're taking advice from them. We're taking advice from somebody like this guy with his teeth all messed up, uh, Dr. Michael Ryan, announcing that World Health Organization, that, that, that people should have snatch and grab teams for people who are potentially exposed to COVID-19. Here, I'm ranting. Just listen. Last week, Dr. Michael Ryan, who's a leader of the World Health Organization, announced that in response to the spread of this virus, authorities may have to enter people's homes and remove family members, presumably by force. In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. Just so you know, we're coming to your house, seizing your children and, quote, isolating them in a safe and dignified manner. For your own protection, of course. For my own protection, I'm sure, you know. Gosh, where would I be without the CDC? <laughs> I don't have time for this. Uh, but you get the point. The virus itself is not lethal, but this is why this is a power grab. They got exposed. And so if we don't dial them back, if we don't put that genie back in the bottle, these guys are going to think that they're allowed to do these types of things. Uh, but enough about the virus. Let's talk more about the social contagion aspect of it, how people have actually been affected, what's going on, and more. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get this up for you guys. This is uh, pretty, pretty powerful stuff, If it's as if everything else that we cover here isn't powerful. Uh, just last week, there was an article that came out there's been a few articles that come out and explain this, but it talks about basically the food supply lines being disrupted, the global supply chain being disrupted. Uh, <laughs> and how, how I don't want to say like how bad things are, uh, but why we have talked to you guys for months now about getting prepared, getting storable foods, uh, not being a slave to the system. I'm having obviously a hard time getting it together or uh, pulling it up. Like mile long, miles long line of people 
all trying to get food. The supply lines are breaking down. People aren't going to work. And because of that, because of people that are not going to work, because of the virus scaring people, uh, people aren't just showing up. Lori Alexander of Global Watchman News did a show because she has she owns a trucking company about how there aren't jobs being posted. No one's loading the trucks up. People are thinking the same the same way that everybody else is, right? That courageous American rugged individual spirit where it's like, hey, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to work. I'm going to do my part to provide quality food for Americans. I don't, it's not that they don't care about themselves. They understand they have a role to play in helping out everybody. That's not out there. People are being told, stay at home, wait, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so food's not being produced. It's not being packaged. I didn't get around to posting it today, but there's a global shortage of food that's, that, that, that's happening right now. Farmers dumping out milk, destroying produce. Uh, there was a farmer that's like, who, who had, who had, it, the land was in his name, his family name since like 1948. And because of this particular thing, he was destroying like vegetables. And the news report was like right there. You're seeing this guy just destroy up, destroy crops in his tractor. All because the food has no place to go. We've talked about it a couple weeks ago, how eggs are beginning to run out. Uh, but here, let me pull up this article and then we'll continue on. I'll, I'll, I'll just describe a little bit of this for you. We put this up last week. It comes from the Judge Report feed. It says, signs of the time, a mile-long line outside of the California grocery giveaway. And audio audio listeners, you can't hear this or, or I mean, you can't, you can't see this. But this next slide attached to it is 6,000 families in San Antonio. They all showed up. 6,000 families showed up. It's like this massive plot. With, with cars just filled up in some random area all in one day trying to get food. One millions of pounds of food in one day. And people can't see this. I think it's iconic, but there's a guy over here in like PJs standing on top of his car with his arms crossed, upset, thinking, shucks, when am I going to get my food? When am I going to get my food? Here it is, America's breadlines. We've joked about this. And capitalist America, breadlines up for you. And communist America, you line up for bread. It's like as if Bernie Sanders leaving the presidential candidate triggered that communist dream he wanted. Think about this. This is insane. And I think, what was it? It's like 22, 22 million Americans filed for unemployment this year or this, this week, or that's where it's at total now. This other, this other article attached to it explains it perfectly. 60% of Americans won't be able to cover basic necessities in a month or less because of the quarantine. And like I said, we put this up last week, guys. That's how fast all of this stuff is like unfolding. Last week, major meat processors are shutting down plants nationwide as employees get sick. And I'm going to play this for you. And I'm just going to, and then I'll jump back to the food shortages, the article that happened this week. There's dramatic footage that shows, ho- that shows a homeowner fight off a home invasion in a fatal confrontation. What do you think happens? And an audio listener's will describe it. I'll describe it for you guys. Two men walk up, masked up. They got their flu masks. But two men walk up to this house. 
the average day people, you know, we don't know if they're there for food. They see that there's a a doorbell cam that go over. They even try to smudge it up and dirty it up a little bit, knowing full well that they're being monitored. They don't care. The the guy answers the door. The two gentlemen brush, brush their way inside, push their way inside. There's an altercation. So that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that is mind blowing. So my whole reason behind playing that clip for you guys and putting it even with this, this, this slide is for people to think, were those guys there for food? Were those guys there for food? Were they just trying to break into that guy's house? Like, we don't know, but this is why you need, and I don't know if you guys saw that. Apparently, I clicked on a hashtag, and it says that if you're looking for CDC or information about the coronavirus, you can either go to the CDC.gov or you can see the posts. This is how they censor information. Uh, but back to what I was talking about beforehand with the gentleman breaking into the house, people need to understand that when it comes to this, we don't know if those guys were hungry. We don't know if those guys were just trying to break into the house because they needed, they needed food, water, a place to stay or what. But we're already seeing bread lines here in America that stretch far as far as far as a mile long. Guys. This is this is legitimately stuff that people need to think about. So when I'm talking about the supply chains breaking down, that's 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 not because we're with my Patriot Supply. That's because we're trying to tell you guys you need to be prepared. Let me read a bit let, let me read a little bit of this article and then we'll continue on. I'll uh, I'll try to explain a little bit more of this. Right here, one of America's largest meat producers has an ominous warning about the global about the grocery store supply. We put this up April 13th. It comes from End Times headlines. It's by Ricky Scaparo. It says Smithfield Foods, one of America's or one of the nation's largest meat producers, has an ominous warning about America's food supply. The company announced on Sunday that it is closing its Sioux Falls, South Dakota plant after nearly 300 employees there tested positive for coronavirus. The Associated Press reported. The plant is one of the largest pork processing centers in America and is responsible for producing 18 million servings of food per day. In a statement, Smithfield President and CEO Kenneth Sullivan said that the COVID-19 outbreak is having disastrous impacts on the United States food supply chain. Quote, the closure of this facility combined with a growing list of protein plants that have shuttered across our industry is pushing our economy perilously close to the edge in terms of our meat supply. Sullivan warned, quote, it is impossible to keep our grocery stores stocked if our plants are not running. These facility closures will also have severe, perhaps disastrous repercussions for many in the supply chain. First and foremost, our nation's livestock farmers, he explained. More from the uh, here before I continue on. I feel like that should I should I should speak on this. So, yes, while we're looking at the virus, for sure, it's a thing. But because you have people scared of catching the virus, because courage is, isn't being put out there, hope isn't being put out there, hey, fight through it, keep calm, carry on, it's not being put out there, no one's going to work. Everybody, This is the nanny state. You're being told to stay home. 
So even if we do start the, the economy back up, we're going to have real effects. People are going to be put out of work. People are going to be hungry. You need to get yourself some food. Real talk. You need to get you food. I, right now I have like a 12-week supply. I'm thinking about getting more. Who, who, who knows? We don't know. But I would rather be prepared and not, I'd rather have it and not need it instead of need it and not have it. And this mentality that's being put out there, I swear to God, it's very dangerous, dude. You're seeing people say, oh, those farmers should just give that food away to people for free. Well, what happens when those farmers need money to buy up other seeds for the next season? Like, I really don't think people get how this works. It's because most people aren't business people. They're not entrepreneurs. They don't have their own thing going. They want free handouts. They're not teaching us like basic, uh, basic civil liberty skill or basic civil liberty courses, skills on, 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 on our economy, on our taxes, on like financial management, any of this stuff. You can't just give shit away. People need to start thinking about this. And so what I'm telling you, get food, get prepared, get aware. I'm not saying this because we, because we, because we have a supplier. I'm telling you, we wouldn't found the supplier so we could, so we could be prepared. That's why I have that, tw- that 12 weeks is because I got prepared. I didn't trust people over here saying, oh, don't worry about the virus, dude. It's not real, bro. Oh, oh, you're all good, dude. It's a hoax. Even if, it's, even if it is a hoax, it's having real-world effects, real-world problems. You think about it. How many people survive in the third world off of less than a dollar a day? Who's not getting that dollar a day because of our, our, our hiccups? People don't understand how the middle class of America, the taxpaying citizens of America, basically finance the rest of the world. Like that disposable income, it goes a lot of places. You think the homeless situation is bad here. Think about who survives off of the money and the, the stuff we throw away in other countries. They're not surviving now. They're dying because we're not spending money. Because we're not having an economy that's, that's, that's based off this. Like it's crazy to just really think about all these things that are going on. So to, 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 to just to pull it back, to rate it in, when looking at the supply chain beginning to break down, this is why I want to briefly talk about my Patriot Supply. I told you before, they opened up two new facilities. They got, I don't want to tell you where like all the facilities are. One's in Utah, one's in Colorado. They make food for America. They had to shut down for a week or two so they could open up two new facilities get the FDA in there, hire all kinds of people, begin to process food. They're doing it. You can begin to reorder food from My Patriot Supply. Go ahead and get that stuff. There's an article over here today at Good News Network that talks about people, uh, first responders, nurses, healthcare workers, how they're able to go to Sam's Club and go shopping without a membership because of these times. Go ahead and order you storable goods, right? And then go out there and go buy you some storable goods. You need to have your basis checked. And then once you get your food situated, get your water situated. And then start producing food, producing water. People need to start thinking about this. Because even though this is a hiccup and a moment, we're going to come out after this thinking, gosh, we can't have a, we can't have a system this, this thin. We can't all live paycheck to paycheck. We can't have a system this strained. A hiccup like this is causing thousands of, uh, thousands of deaths. And, and, and a lot of harm. Uh, but here, let me continue on. It says, more from the AP. Other meat processing plants have also closed temporarily because of outbreaks of the coronavirus, including a Tyson facility in, in Columbus Junction, Ohio, Iowa, where more than two dozen employees tested positive. 
Smithfield said that there will be some activity at the plant on Tuesday to produce uh, to process product that's already in inventory. It will resume operations in Sioux Falls after receiving further instructions from local, state, and federal officials. The company said it will continue to pay its workers for the next two weeks. The closure of Smithfield's plant and other food processing centers is strictly to protect the health of the workers. The Department of Agriculture has said that there is no evidence that COVID-19 has transmitted through food or its packing, the AP reports. Smithfield's Foods is owned by Chinese-based WH Group, the company, which is known as the Shineway Group outside of Asia, also bought or it bought Smithfield Foods in 2013. White House Group or WH Group is the largest pork producer in the world. And so you have some people saying it's only it's only pork. Don't worry. Well, it's only chicken. Don't worry. It's only steak. Don't worry. And I guess our only solution at that point which is what they wanted in the first place, was for us to go vegan. And as I said to you, well, who's, who's one of the major agricultural giants? Monsanto. Who did they just purchase? Bayer. So once they get rid of pork, chicken, steak, right? Well, I guess we'll just go meat. We'll just go vegan. Last week, they approved bug eating, <laughs> bug, uh, eat, eating bugs as consumption. They approved that in Europe. So this is what happens when you allow these people to give you what give you your freedoms. You see, but I'm ranting. I'm, 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 I got caught off guard. The supply chain is disrupted. It will get back to where it needs to be, but people should really start thinking about these things. And so I don't know if you've changed your diet over this time frame. I don't know if you've slowed down your eating. I don't know. I don't know what you've done, but this is definitely something that, we've been trying to not necessarily not touch on, but it, 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 it's, it's weird because we have my Patriot supply. We have all kinds of other people as well. I don't want to seem opportunistic putting that type of stuff out there, but at the same time, this is a problem. We have a solution. It's up to you whether or not you want to use it. You see. And so this is the type of stuff that we're talking about. That's why things are getting crazy. And I talked about it. I, I didn't uh, get around to posting it this week, but there's a new locust plague out there, brand new one. So already the one that made its way from the Middle East through Africa and to China, there's a whole new one. And it's just devastating crops. It's, uh, it's, just, this is, it's just crazy to see. It's just crazy to see it in this capacity and just to see stuff unfold in this nature. But to continue on with more of the craziness that's going on, speaking of gridlock, and running an operation, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Los Angeles Sheriff, who released 4,276 inmates and closed gun shops due to the coronavirus, now fears a crime wave. That's right. It's like, close the gun stores, put civilians in their house, release the inmates, pray to God they don't do anything stupid. But you know they will. It's just mind-blowing. Mind, mind blowing. Uh, we put this up April 14th. It's by Baxter Dimitri over there at Your News Wire. It says Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who released 25% of the jail population to protect the prisoners from coronavirus at the same time as ordering all gun shops to close, has now admitted that he is living in fear of a crime wave engulfing Los Angeles. Like this is the purge. 
Sheriff Villanueva said he's, quote, doubling up on deputy patrols due to the expected surge in crime in the wake of the pandemic after he released over 4,000 inmates, admitting some of those people were in jail in the first place for a reason. The sheriff who boasted that LASD was the first department in the country to order a mass release of prisoners starting in late February says it's now unlikely that there will be any further inmate releases. <laughs> the LA Times reports that the LA County Board of Supervisors is taking steps to remove Sheriff Villanueva as the head of the county's emergency operations <laughs> operations center during the coronavirus outbreak, a move he called a pure power grab at the worst time possible. Three supervisors reached late last Wednesday. Uh, said the proposed change is months in the making and stems from the need to centralize disaster operations after a fragment of response during the deadly Wolseley fire, which had killed three people and burned nearly 97,000 acres in Los Angeles and Ventura counties in 2018. But Villanueva said the timing suggests retaliation for his decision to close gun shops during the pandemic, viewing them as non-essential businesses. Quote, this is pretty much a silent coup, what they're trying to orchestrate, Villanueva said. Quote, we should be worried about masks, about test kits, and I have Catherine Barger worried about guns and ammunition. You're the sheriff. You should be worried about guns and ammunition. You should have deputized people saying, hey, you know what? If you see stuff going down, man up, ride up, get ready, take care of stuff. That's what you should have been doing. But because we got people over here following unconstitutional orders, scared to think for themselves, we've got chaos ensuing. So I'm sure there will be crime waves. People who have already been released, unfortunately, uh, are being, you know, they're being released in a time like this. and They're being told to adapt. And there's really no reintegration process for getting these people back into civilization. So how are you going to? How are you going to try to take care of these people whenever there's not there's not a system for it? But it's crazy. It's crazy. But as speaking of craziness and more strange things that are happening right here, Baltimore struts flooded with methadone and suboxone during the pandemic. Says methadone clinics across Baltimore City are flooding neighborhoods with a lot of addiction treatment medicines after federal regulators relaxed take-home restrictions amid the COVID-19 pandemic, reported the Baltimore Sun. In pre-corona times, addiction treatment medicines such as methadone or suboxone were limited by clinics to avoid abuse or resold on the streets. Now, because of relaxed federal rules, addicts can now receive up to a month's supply in just one visit. Just one visit. So that's Baltimore where they got drugs flooding the streets. Los Angeles, they think it's cool. Hey, you know, like, it'll be all good. <laughs> like, think about these things. How is this not nuts? What, what, what would they expect? You see. More destabilization taking place. Pastors suing Governor Newsom. Over, over, over church because they, they want to go to church. But Governor Newsom saying there is no more religion. There is no religion other than the state. Insanity. Insanity. This is that lockdown psychosis. This is that power grab. And this is why it has to be exposed. But speaking of other strange things that are happening during the coronavirus pandemic, this is 
again, just mind boggling right here. UK police broke into a man's house to check that he's not having a social gathering. So you got multiple cops coming into your house, gathering in a social place to see if you're not having a social gathering. That's why when, when, when you break down again, the logic behind social distancing, like the social engineering, all the things that they're doing, it doesn't make sense because it's not supposed to make sense. You're supposed to obey. This came out April 13th over there at summit.news. It's by Paul Joseph Watson. This is a video out of the UK shows police officers entering a man's house after breaking in to check whether he was having a social gathering in violation, in violation of coronavirus lockdown rules. Quote, we've had a call that there might be something going on out here. We need to double check, says a female officer as she enters the man's residence. Let's take a listen. Guys, listen to us. Hello? We've had a call, haven't we? Because we've had a call otherwise. Yeah. But there, there might be something going on there, so. <laughs> yeah. We need to double check. I appreciate what you're saying about social distancing, so I'm going yeah. to distance. Oh, fuck off. Right, so we need to check the room. Don't, 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 don't. Stay away from me. What's your name? What are you doing in the house? What are you doing in my house? I have just explained to you. What are you doing in the house? I've explained to you why we're here. We've had a call, there was a disturbance, that's why I'm here. What, so you kicked me down? Shut the door. No. I've explained that to you. No, I told you why I wouldn't open the door is because of what is going now with this virus. Now, fuck off. Then get out of here. What time size? Look here. You might have it. Fucking door. What time size? Everything's alright. Go away. you guys want to watch the full clip i'll put that uh, in the description bar below uh i shouldn't laugh but that's how that should be handled any infringement upon your rights needs to be checked real quick do not let these authoritarians think they can get away with this type of stuff yeah <laughs> bravo uh but I'm, I'm saying bravo on the on the part of the civilian what people need to understand is the police think they can get away with these types of things i i saw a, vi a video put together by uh or reported on over there at the Free Thought Project. And basically it was like, I don't have to social distance. It's like a cop roughing up a kid, trying to like arrest him. The kid's like, hey, I thought you had to practice social distance. Like, you know, leave me alone. It's like, don't catch me, don't catch me. Like, leave me alone. The cops over here chased him angrily saying like, I don't have to practice social distance. Come here, <laughs> come here. And that's, it's that same mentality too. 
the authoritarian anointment that I mentioned last week. It's that same mentality that has quarantined Karen over there, thinking that it's okay for her to call the cops on people as long as she gets you. She can run up on you, but you can't run up on her. Continuing on, another article comes, the video actually comes from the African country of Tunisia, and it shows that an army helicopter being used to disperse a soccer game amid the virus lockdown. Crazy. It's like, I don't want to go down there and tell them, let's send the chopper down. How is that not pretty much straightforward and simple it's 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 what it sounds like it's a helicopter basically stationed over these kids as they try to play a baseball ge- or a, a soccer game shows up does his bit and then basically leaves kicks up a bunch of dust and then leaves so not a hardcore enforcement but another way to control the public to disperse them to stop them from having normal human moment Other tactics used by authoritarians and totalitarians to squash human activity is this right here. Police slapped Christians with a $500 fine for attending the drive-in worship service. It actually got overturned in Greenville, Mississippi because of the uproar. But the very fact that whoever sent out this order thought that they could do this, that's what needs to be exposed in the first place. Says police in Greenville, Mississippi issued a five issued five hundred dollar tickets to Christians who gathered in a church parking lot to worship together in the safety of their cars on Wednesday. The Christians at the Temple Baptist Church intended to honor coronavirus social distancing restrictions while gathering to worship God, but the police cracked down regardless. Charles E. Hamilton Jr., pastor of King's James Bible Baptist Church, raised the alarm on on Facebook Wednesday evening. Quote. The police in Greenville went to the Temple Baptist Church this evening and gave everyone there a ticket for $500 because they had a drive-in service, Hamilton posted. Quote, everyone was in their cars with their windows up listening to Pastor Arthur Scott preaching on the radio. What is harmful about people being in their cars listening to preaching while their windows are up? Christians, do you all see what's going on? Parishioner Chris Owens shared a video of police officers giving him a citation for attending the drive-in worship service. And this is what you're seeing right here. It says, in the video, Owen explains that the church wanted to comply with social distancing rules while still meeting for worship. The officer issues the citation regardless. Quote, one of the police officers said the mayor wanted to make an example of our church. Temple Baptist Church pastor Arthur Scott told Todd Stearns, Quote, I told them to get some more tickets ready because we will be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. The elderly pastor said that as many as 25 cars were in the parking lot for the service and everyone in their cars was ticketed. Scott has pastored for the church for 45 years. Quote, the police officer said, I might go to jail, Scott added. If it means going to jail and if, it means, and if, that takes, and if that's what it takes for me to keep preaching, I'll be glad to go to jail. Governor Tate Reeves 
uh, Tate Reeves issued a stay-at-home order on April 1st. On Wednesday, Reeves said he will not shut down churches, but he did encourage them not to hold Easter services in person. And so I want to say this real quick before I switch gears to the next topic, or at least bring up the next article. People have to understand, dude, like, and this is my thought process. This is not about the virus. It is not about, like, government doesn't care like that to, to, to not get you sick. It is not about the virus. It's about control. It's about power. When we reported, when we reported on Chinese Christians, Chinese Muslims, Chinese Buddhist monks, the Falun Gong, people like that, being taken to thought, re- thought transformation centers, re-education camps, being labeled religious extremists, you know, having, having, having graveyards uh, dug up, the Ten Commandments rewritten with President Xi Jinping quotes, Communist Party officials installed in churches, uh, buildings being dest- 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 destroyed, uh, pastors being kidnapped. We purported on all that stuff that was going on in China. I can't help but think that this coronavirus is being used to do the very same thing here in America. So when it comes down to religion, you bet your keister, I'm going to be with the, with, with, with the preachers and the pastors telling them, hey, no, you hold service. Your religion, your faith, your relationship with God supersedes politics, you see. But because we are in such an authoritarian time right now, people think that politics is their guiding light. I, and I said, I've been saying this all week. Carrie Wedler called it last year when she said statism is the most dangerous religion. Because in China, you will have no other religion than the state. That's what's happening right now. We're having government dictate to us what we think of as freedom. They are giving us our rights. They are giving us our liberties. We are not, we're, we're not fixing them. You see. And this, this next video, if it doesn't uh, enrage you, it will. Philadelphia man dragged off bus by police for not wearing face mask. So did these police officers violate social distancing? They're not in bubble suits. They're still having, they're still uh, uh, having human to human contact. They're, they're still touching them. Early, last week, this video has 51,000 views, April 10th. Last week, a video clip showed a man being dragged off of a bus in Philadelphia because he wasn't wearing a face mask to protect, to protect against coronavirus. Let's listen. Ridiculous. Truly, truly ridiculous. I mean, again, just the logic being employed, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, and so it's 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 crazy. This is a power grab. I can't state that enough. The socioeconomic 
damage is real. The authoritarian moves from government from from governors to mayors is real. This is a power grab. And so we're not dealing with people who are thinking. We're not dealing with people who are employing critical thinking. We're dealing with people who are following orders their whole life. And so that's why we got to put a narrative out there. We've got to put information out there. We've got to change this stuff. We cannot keep on the same trajectory because I'm telling you, it will lead to civil unrest. And thankfully, you have you have scenarios like this that are lights at the end of at lights at the end of the tunnel right here. This is from the Epoch Times. It's by Isabel Van Bruggen. She put this up April 14th. It says Texas to implement safe and healthy strategies to ease the CCP virus lockdown and reopen the economy. Says Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Monday reiterated plans to issue an executive order this week that would kickstart the process of reopening the state's economy, including the guidance for businesses on how to reopen. His remarks came after he told reporters Friday that he planned to issue an executive order that will focus on protecting lives while restoring livelihoods. It will be about reopening Texas businesses in a way that will be safe for that economic revitalization, he said. Like most states in America, recent orders in Texas mandate residents uh, in, in Texas mandates residents mostly stay at home unless they're taking so-called essential trips in a bid to slow the spread of the, of the, of the coronavirus. The governor on Monday said, quote, impact economically caused by the CCP virus cannot be ignored. Quote, later this week, I will outline both safe and healthy strategies where we can begin the process of going about reopening businesses in Texas and revitalizing the economy. He highlighted that reopening the state's economy does not mean Texas will be given an all clear. Quote, I have some good news. I will call it a glimmer of hope with a whole bunch of red flags attached to those glimmers of hope, Abbott said referring to the recent drop in COVID-19 cases in the state. Confirmed confirmed COVID-19 cases in Texas rose to 13,000 on Monday with 287 deaths, but the growth rate has slowed down after social distancing measures were implemented last month, officials said, while the percentage of cases requiring hospitalization care, hospitalization care, or hospital care has remained steady at around 10% of those who test positive. And it just goes on to talk about, you know, the details of basically the virus and things like that. But you get what we're what we're covering this for in the first place. We're going to begin opening up the country. The sad part is is there's going to be strings attached. They cause this virus, they cause this panic, and unfortunately now they want to cause or come up with the solution. So before I get to Michigan, before I get to other things as well. I also think it's important to point this out right here. South Dakota South Dakota governor rejects stay-at-home order during the pandemic. So while people are over here, while you have governors literally seizing this opportunity and moment to just like take power, you've got to point out whenever you have people not doing that because this is what we need. We need courage. We need inspiration. We need people having faith. Saying, yes, there is a tunnel, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but let me get into this. We put this up April 15th. It's from the Epoch Times. It's by Jack Phillips. It says, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem said she will not be issuing a stay-at-home order amid the CCP virus pandemic after more than 100 cases were confirmed in the state. Most of the patients, 768 out of the 988 total cases, are in Minaha County, which includes the Smithfield's port work processing facility that was forced to shutter. More than 200 cases of the Chinese Communist Party virus 
a type of novel coronavirus has been detected among the plant's workers. Quote, what we are doing each and every day by getting up and using protect personal responsibility and taking actions at the local and state level, it is working, Noem said on Tuesday. Quote, we are flattening our curve in South Dakota. She noted that 70% of the Minaha County's cases are tied to the plant operated by Smithfield Foods, which is owned by Chinese meat and food processing firm based in Henan province. That's right. China owns some of our food. China owns some of our food manufacturing. You see why this is, again, just so essential for us to understand what's going on. So we start producing our own food, start caring about things again, stop doing scumbaggery, you know, just just, just, just generally give a crap. I know that's hard. Uh, but I want to I read this article. You know, let me do it this way. I have it set up backwards, but I think it's better for me to do it this way. I want to I talk about what's going on in Michigan. I want to finish up the actual episode with that Operation Gridlock. But before I do that, I think I need to go on like an appropriate time, appropriately timed rant that addresses this. And it's something we've been talking about throughout the entirety of this show and the entirety of having uh, a page, a podcast, and more. Protesting is not essential. Police make tyrannical claim as citizens demand the economy reopen. Rally police said in a tweet that protesting is a non-essential activity. Oh, wow. Shucks. The Free Thought Project wrote this article. You guys can find it on our page. They put this up April 15th. And it, and and and. I don't even know if I should go into this. I think it's like pretty much straightforward. There is no law that can give you your freedom. Protesting, yeah, they're right. It's not essential because these 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 people, they want power. They are not going to give you power because if you protest, it diminishes their power. If you come together, you put them in their place. Like this, this, this is such a jarring concept to me, and that's why I wanted to position this first and then go into the mission ganders actually processing because you're right it's not it's not essential neither is your job neither is your life but you have to make your things essential let me read a little bit of this and i'll play that clip for you guys it says congress and this is this is in the constitution this part right here congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the free the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to the petition the government for a redress of grievances. Amendment 1, United States Constitution. says the states the state of North Carolina is one of the least affected states in the country with regard to the current COVID-19 outbreak. With just over 5,000 confirmed cases and only 108 deaths related to the virus, many citizens are growing weary of the state's lockdown orders and are demanding things go back to normal. On Tuesday, more than 100 protesters took to the streets of Raleigh, North Carolina, to voice their desire to reopen the state's economy. They were quickly met with police action, but the well-organized protesters stood their ground through multiple threats. According to the news and Observer, the protest was organized by Reopen NC, a private Facebook group organized last week that wants people to make their own stay-at-home decisions to avoid exposure to COVID-19 as the worldwide pandemic continues. The group surpassed 28,000 members on Tuesday afternoon. When the protest began, the Raleigh Police Department put out a tweet that is sure to go down in the history books as they declared the constitutional right to peaceably assemble, otherwise known as the First Amendment, is non-essential. During the protests, the police department filmed their officers ordering the crowd to disperse as their commands fell on deaf ears. 
You're in violation of the executive order, said a police captain. You're posing a risk to public health. If you do not disperse, you will be taken and processed at the Wake County Jail. Every 15 minutes during the protest, every 50 car, roughly 50 cars honked their horns in unison. You should be ashamed of yourself, said one protester. Are you goons of Cooper or servants of the people, said another. But you get the point. These people are not going to let you take your freedoms back. You don't, you don't, you, oh my, I, I, I can't even find a nice way to say this. That's why you were given, oh my God, that's why this country has freedom of speech, peace, the right to assemble. That's, what, that's why we have all of these things and why we have to fight tooth and nail to keep them. That's why, that's why the governor of Virginia is signing all kinds of gun control bills during this time frame. Right here, and this is why this is why I have to end it because I'm getting fired up. Right here, Operation Gridlock. Michigan residents rise up against their fascist governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Last week, that chick, she banned the sale of garden seeds. Like you can't go to Walmart and go get gardening seeds now. She's she's like, oh well, why do you guys need them? I'll I'm, I'm, I'll read this and then I'll play a clip for you guys. We, they put this up April 15th. It's uh, from the News Punch. It says, Angry Michigan residents rise up to oppose fascist Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Operation Gridlock. Residents of Michigan, angry about the fascist executive orders by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, have planned a huge protest around the state capitol on Wednesday. The Michigan Conservative Coalition has organized Operation Gridlock, which will see law-abiding citizens protesting in their cars, honking horns, and clogging the streets. Quote, Everyone, every citizen, every business owner needs to get out of their homes, out of their chair, and get in their car or their truck or anything that is legal to drive on taxpayer-funded roads, the group declared. Breitbart.com reports that Governor Whitmer accused the the DeVos family of being behind the protest, an accusation a family spokesperson denied. Whitmer said on Monday, Fox Fox 17 reported. I I also would just say I think this this group is funded in large part by the Davos family, and I think it's really inappropriate for a sitting member of the United States President Cabinet to be waging political attacks on any governor, but obviously on me, or, on me here at home. I think they should d- disavow it and encourage people, blah, 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 blah. Let me read it. Uh, she's trying to backtrack. Trying to play back, just, just trying to backtrack, and we're not going to have any of it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a little bit of this, play this clip for you guys, and close this out for you. They're not going to give you your freedoms. They, they want this to be a permanent emergency. right? They want to lock you down forever. They're trying to tell you 18 months, and then when you get out, we'll shoot you up with a vaccine, and then things may or may not go back to normal. The CDC is telling you you got to wear masks. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is the, this is the nanny state. This is Big Brother on steroids. This is what happens when you let your government, your so loving government, care for you. To where you don't have any rights. You just got to sit there and wait and die. Did you get your Trump bucks this, this week? Maybe next week you'll get your Trump bucks and you'll hush up about all these things that are going on. I can't help but think how this is just some sophisticated some bull crap, really. I think because I watch like a lot of mob movies. Here, I got I to gotta close this real quick. I think because I watch a lot of mob movies, I just get this image, right, of just, of, of just like, hey, put the handcuffs on. You know, put this ball gag in your mouth. You know, we're going to rough you up a little bit. We're going to throw you in the back of the car, 
drive you around the block a couple times, beat you up while you do so, and then we're going to give you 2000 bucks, your stimulus check, your Trump bucks, to shut the frick up about it. I can't help but think about how this is something along those lines. They screwed up. They're telling you, put the, gloves, put the gloves and the mask on. Don't ask no questions. Get in the back of your house. Here's $2,000. Shut the heck up. Watch Netflix. I can't help but think about how that's how I feel like that's what happened right now. And then when you have people saying, okay, well, I don't want to shut up about it. I don't want to put the gloves on. I don't want to, you know, put the, put the mask on. I want to get back to work. I want to do what I got to do. You have them saying, uh-uh, you don't get to go back to normal. You don't, you don't get to have a good time. You don't get to be normal. You don't get to hug people. You don't get to go to ball games. You don't get to do nothing. You get to Netflix and chill. You get to quarantine and chill. That's it. And that's the problem. Is, is, is That's why 80% of Americans are down to just not do jack squat and get paid to not do jack squat. That's the, like, do you see this, the spirit that's at work here, man? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting this stuff into words. But here, let me read a little bit of this, and I'll play this clip for you guys, and then we'll, 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 we'll finish it. It says, thousands, not hundreds, thousands drive to the Michigan Capitol in order to protest the governor over her strict COVID-19 lockdown. It says, outraged by the governor's bans on non-essential sales and activities, thousands of angry Michigan residents got into their cars and drove to her office in Lansing, in which they dubbed... Operation Gridlock. Let's get that clip up for you. We're in the middle of it. Take a look. These we've got three lanes of traffic right now on Capitol. In front of the Capitol, people have lined up in their cars. They've come from all over the state, upset with the governor and the stay-at-home order. They say that they're ready for this order to be lifted. They want to get back to work. They want to get back to doing things that they love, like fishing and golfing. We saw a couple
the Capitol steps, the scene of a protest. The whole idea here was that folks would stay in their car and participate in this gridlock, but we've seen a lot of folks who are saying they're not doing that. They're here. They're on the Capitol steps staging a more traditional protest here in front of the Capitol building in Lansing. I want to show you one of the larger displays here, a huge sign that is out in the Capitol lawn. It says security without liberty is called prison. An analogy they're using here to the situation that we have at present with the coronavirus lockdown. We're going to walk up here and, and give you an idea uh, of the feel some of these people have. Um, there are a number of people here from West Michigan, including some of these folks here that we get a chance to meet earlier today. Uh, first of all, tell us your name and what brought you out here. Uh, my name is Joseph Dixon, and I came out here to support uh, the Michigan businesses and uh, stand up for the uh, the rights of our fellow Michiganders, and we believe that uh, the governor has overreached and overstepped her rights with our uh, freedoms. Are you concerned about this virus? I was in the beginning until I've done my research and found out the realities and the, 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 the media's overreach on it and uh, that it's not as serious as they made it out to be and that's why I am here because I feel that they are overreaching, overreacting and uh, crushing our small businesses, crushing our economy. I see you're wearing a mask, so you appear to have some level of concern. Yes, well, I have concern. I have just common courtesy for people. I might be uh, here today. I might be a Republican, but I have common sense, and I do have concern and respect for everybody. What would you say to the governor if she's listening right now? I would say, Governor, open our uh, economy on May 1st and um, respect our rights and our freedoms. All right, that's a, a little bit of the sentiment we're hearing here. A, a lot of these folks, uh, a number of them that we've spoken to, are small business owners are, uh, or are here on behalf of those folks who say simply they want to see people get back to work. So folks here that uh, we might be able to speak with, sir. That's all. People just want to get back to work. And even though these people have a plan for the new normal, that's why we have to do everything we're doing. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll put all the links for everything I discussed in the description bar below. If you guys want to figure out or watch the rest of that clip, you can do so. Find the link to that in our description bar below or just go to our Instagram page. But people have to understand they're not going to give us any. They're not going to give us an inch. We got to fight for every little bit. And that's why as you see the narrative turning, as you see the wheel turning, us figuring out solutions, understanding the virus, understanding the social contagion, understanding the authoritarianism and all of it, all of it being exposed, you see everything changing. And that's why you know we're able to do these things. We're able to fight this, both the virus, both the, both, both the politics, both the hysteria, all of it. We're able to fight these things, and that's why we're here to do it. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you. This is Exposing the Sorcery, Passing the Peak, and Operation Gridlock. ladies and gentlemen that's all I really have for you guys and gals I know 
we, we touched on a lot of topics as we typically do, but again, it's to give you that deep, comprehensive understanding as to what's going on. Uh, that's this week's analysis. That's the best way for me to summarize that. You know, we will see where we're at next week with the global citizen, the virus, the authoritarianism, the martial law, and I'll be right there with you guys trying to help figure it out. But if you want to support this operation, think about becoming a Patreon exclusive member. I'll put all the links for everything we discussed and more in the description bar below. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.